put him under the kettlebell. <laughs> he is the kettlebell. So glad I tuned in for that. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, we're back already? Yeah, we're back. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're back. It's been a week. Nice. It yeah. has been a week. <laughs> it's been something. Oh, my God. I'm liking how the podcast keeps turning out with more and more stuff. Yeah. Soon it's going to be better when we have our other things. Living the way that I'm living is finally starting to get to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's finally... It's fi- I'm finally starting to feel unraveled. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Good luck. Try it so hard. Anyways. <laughs> you mess with a bull, you get the horns! Yeah. Professional alcoholic over here for retired a number of years. Hall of Fame. Yeah. When I uh, well, your ability to drink stuff. Yeah. And just uh, guzzle a, it down I'm a your consumer. throat. Consumer. Um, yeah. Big time. Yeah. When, big time. When uh, when I walked away from the game, they uh, they raised my my bar stool up into the rafters. <laughs> and uh, where's the bar stool from? They quote. Uh, it would be Dive Bar ninety six. Would be where I retired from. That's uh, you know you play for many. Is that te- the last place you had a drink? No. Okay. Uh, you play for many teams over the years. You know when you have a career like mine, but in the end, you know you retire. You retire from like your real home. I feel like my uh, my dive bar in New York was my like home, <laughs> my home spot. <laughs> it was the uh, first of all. I never really lived anywhere for very long. You know, like yeah. once I. Once I left my house to go to Western, yeah, um, I just never lived anywhere very long at all. So I spent ten years like traveling around, and then I'd randomly like in that ten years like take six months off or whatever, yeah. go to school for a semester or something. Um, I got a couple of leases, and then I would just like give them to somebody else to like finish them out because yeah. I would leave. <laughs> so like my buddy Phil, um, shout out to Phil. Yeah. Um, Phil's a big name. He's a big name. Uh, I just gave him my apartment for like the last two or three months of the lease. Like paid for and everything? Or yeah, I think, you he, just... I think he like threw me some money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I was just like, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, and then I had done that a couple of times, but I never really lived in one spot. So like I would go back to Kalamazoo, you know what I mean? All the time because my friends were still in school there and yeah, I love Kalamazoo. Um, and so I would go back there to visit. And, like, obviously, I'd go to Bell's. Uh, Up and Under used to be really sweet. I don't know about now, but uh, it used to be really cool. I went back to Kalamazoo two years ago to help Will qualify for Amnats Yeah. Uh, in the wintertime. And Kalamazoo has changed a lot. It's really, like, yeah. blossomed. They have, like, just a bunch of shit there now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but there were, like, bars and stuff that I would go to, but... I was never there like consistently enough. Like when I lived there at one point, like I dated like the hot bartender in town. Yeah. That, you know, like, cause I was at the bar <laughs> enough. Um, but basically like the dive bar by Columbia when I lived in New York was like my longest stretch home bar. 
and it was for professionals you know like it was the same people at the bar (laughs) almost every day yeah yeah like how many regulars were there do you think 20 okay and the whole bar right except for like touristy days Mm -hmm. first of all you're nowhere near tourism because you're on 96th and broadway so you're like up from tourism okay um washington heights basically starts just north of columbia okay so columbia goes up like uh campus whatever um the road that goes through campus uh is 116th street Mm -hmm. and so eisenhower after he won world war ii came home had a little break then became president of the united states then after he was president of the united states he became the president of columbia university okay as his gift to Columbia University, he closed a block of 116th Street and just made it part of the campus. So it's like super cool. Yeah. Like that's like the actual like campus part because it's in New York City. Yeah. So it's not like there's like it's not like U of M where there's like the quad and you know yeah. you got all this shit going on. <laughs> um, but just north of Columbia is then like Washington Heights, um, and it used to be really bad. Like even back before Giuliani, like. If you went to Columbia, like you just never left the gates of Columbia. Really? Yeah, because it was like the fucking hood. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. So, uh, so it's not a touristy area. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back Big in the time. back in the day, you never left. Like there's yeah. like wrought iron gates and security and all that stuff, and like yeah. you would just go to Columbia and spend your four years in New York, like yeah. on campus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in New York. I don't know. Columbia is sweet. <laughs> Columbia is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, so. There's not really a lot of like tourists, but you'll get like, you know, St. Patrick's Day and New Year's and stuff like that. There'll be like people coming through and then randomly you'll get like pockets of people going there. But for the most part, there was like 20 out of the 30 people that were there all the time there every day. Yeah. And there's like a handful of people that were there every day. And uh, there was like one window in the front and it's just kind of a longer, you know, like a New York style bar. It's just like a longer, narrow bar. Um, and then there were like re reoccurring guest star roles where we probably had like another 20 to 30 people that like would stop in from time to time. Yeah. And, uh, and then all the people that worked there and the people that they were dating. <laughs> and that was it. That was, that was, that was like <laughs> the whole, the whole thing. And everybody kind of, uh. everybody kind of knew people's drama and shit. You know what I mean? Like. Yuka would come up there and you know be like yeah. all pissed off at me or whatever, and everybody like knew what was going <laughs> on, and you know it was funny. I ended up getting in a fight with uh, one of the bartender's boyfriends because he was just kind of a douche, and uh, someone asked me to apartment sit, yeah, which is like a bad idea, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so I apartment sat, and then I just, I just had, at like, least at the time I just had like the people from the bar over <laughs> over the apartment. <laughs> And we all got trashed and then dude dude's name was caleb uh decided he wanted to like wrestle around because he yeah. outweighed me by like 50 pounds yeah and i was like yeah dude let's go bro yeah and uh i got him in like a a chokehold and then i let him out of the chokehold like because i had him <clears throat> like i had it secured up yeah and like i let him out of it and then after that he got like salty I'm, yeah like i'm gonna show you whatever and yeah. then it was just like 
waiting on me like just like throwing his weight on me and i was kind of like pinned on the ground or whatever so i bit his thumb like real hard <laughs> really yeah and uh and then he got super pissed and took a swing at me and then like i got up and we kind of got split up and i was like all right dude you gotta go yeah and then after that, it was a little awkward at the bar but everyone was real happy that i did it because like everybody <laughs> fucking couldn't stand the guy yeah and uh everybody yeah. loved the bar way to bite his thumb yeah nice i owed her my life because she would always give me the 13 dollar bar tab Really? Yeah. Like oh. drinking in New York is super expensive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like no matter what, my bar tab was always like $13. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Which was key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the thing about the bar. Why uh, 13 bucks? I don't know. It was yeah. awesome. And uh, there's was, was just something about like that bar. Like the dude that owned the bar, his last name was Seinfeld. I think it was like Andrew Seinfeld was his name. Mm-hmm. And he would come in from time to time. Yeah. And he was like good with the money that the bar made. Yeah. But I don't know, like, he obviously wasn't really that involved because, like, all of the regulars were drinking out of plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like no one's paying for all their drinks. Yeah. Like, even close, you yeah. know? Because, like, the whole bar, it's a bar of regulars. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but mine was always $13. And then the other bartender who I couldn't stand, well, I didn't have the bigger problem with her. She hated my guts. Um, she'd always charge me, like, every dollar for every yeah. fucking drink possible. Yeah. Well, what what were the differences in bar tab? Like, you get your thirteen dollar from bartender well, one. Bartender two gives you everything. What like seventy? <laughs> like seventy dollars. <laughs> she hit me one night. The oh my, yeah. She would sometimes give me like a little bit of a deal, and then dollar off here and there. Yeah, like yeah. whatever. But like, yeah, she just hit me up. I remember the one time I was there, and. uh <laughs> She banned me from the bar. Really? Yeah. And like all of the regulars and the other bartenders and everybody had to petition the owner. There was a list of people banned from the bar. That was yeah. like four people. <laughs> like, you and, were one of and them. And it was like a heavy drinking bar. Like yeah. people did fucked up shit and like yeah. you just never got banned. And then I got banned. And then everybody like came together to like support it. So then I was banned. I just couldn't go. I wasn't banned. I just couldn't go on Sundays or whatever day it was that she bartended. Like, I just had to not You were just banned from her. From her shifts. Yeah. Yeah. I got (laughs) set up. Big time. (laughs) How'd you get set up? What happened? (sighs) I was up there (laughs) with a friend of mine. We were playing darts. So it was a dart bar. Yeah. And we would bet, like, heavily on darts. Yeah. Is yours sticky, too? No, I, li- I just made oh. yours sticky. Oh, thanks. Um, so it was a dart bar, so we would bet on darts. Mm-hmm. Bob, the, uh, Bob the stockbroker, big Coke problem. Okay. Sweaty guy. Yeah. Really good at darts. Nice. Um, and then uh, there was like eight dudes. And then people that would come in would be like, which I always thought was really weird because it's like, I don't know. I guess when people come in, they don't know that we're all regulars. <clears throat> yeah. But like people come in and they're like, oh, well, then they'll start playing darts. Then we'll go over and like start playing darts. And then. You know, you just kind of hustle them. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you guys want to play for some money? And then just yeah. go crazy. Uh, play for bar tabs and stuff. And then they're paying every dollar for every drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my um, God. Whatever. But I was playing darts with a friend of mine. And this girl who was, like, very good looking mm-hmm. came over. And she's like, I, I'd never seen her before. But she came over and she was like, hey, you're really good at, at darts. I've never really played before. And I was like, oh. I was there with a friend of mine. My friend was a girl, which I thought yeah. was really like aggressive that this girl had come over. And uh, 
And I was like, yeah, you know, it's not that hard. You just got to, you know, whatever. And I just like was like saying something about playing darts. And she was like, oh, she's like, oh, I'd really like to learn. Yeah. She just gave me this look. And I was like, well, I could show you sometime if you want. I was like, yeah. well, do, do you want to play? And she's like, yeah, let me go grab my drink. And then she like walked over to grab her drink. And I told my friend, I was like, you should probably go home. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh like it was God. super obvious that this was about to get like really like yeah. it was bizarre. Yeah. And uh I was like, Yeah, you should probably go home. She's like, Yeah, yeah I'm kinda tired anyway. So I was like, Okay, that's probably yeah. a good idea. <laughs> so she leaves. Other girl comes over and like I'm playing. The friend you were with was just like, a friend. Okay, okay. Just a friend. Totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Really good friends with a girl that I had like just started dating, okay. but we weren't a couple. Yeah. She lived out of town. So we both had like you know, it was very clear, like, if you want to do something, you can do something. If I want to do something, I can do something. But this is her best friend. So that's why I was yeah. like, yeah, you should go home. Yeah. Like, Please. all right, I got this. I got this. I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so I'm like, I like teach her how to throw a couple of darts. And she's like, well, show me how to hold it and whatever. And it was like, whatever. It's like a, like a TV show or something. Like, just really super cheesy. Yeah. And every time she like hit the board, she's like, give me a hug and whatever. And I was like, okay. Um, so anyways, we played a couple games, bartenders mean mugging me real bad. And I was like, really? Yeah. And she's like, uh, she goes, Oh, do you come here a lot? And I was like, yeah, I do. I do actually, I live like a block away Yeah. and this is the bar that I drink at. And she's like, Oh, she's like, yeah, my friend's the bartender. Oh. And I was like, Oh, your friend. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, how long have you guys been friends? And she's like, Oh, we've been friends for like six years, blah, blah, this and that. And I said, Oh, she does not like me. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, oh, I don't think that that's the case. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Like, very clearly, she does not like me. Like, yeah. I get the very clear feeling that, like, I don't know if I remind her of somebody. I don't yeah. know, like, what it is. Um, and she's like, oh, I don't think so. And I said, no, 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 it is what it is. I said, it's fine. You know, like, everybody doesn't. I don't have to have everybody like me. Play some more darts. Can't smoke in the bar. I was like, I'm going to go outside and smoke. She goes, okay. So we go, <laughs> we go outside to smoke. And... Uh, <clears throat> Like, I'm standing there smoking a cigarette. She comes out, like, I like I go outside, light up. She went to grab her cigarettes from the bar. She comes out as I'm standing there already smoking. She comes out to light her cigarette, lights a cigarette, and then just turns and, like, plants this, like, big kiss on me. Yeah. So I was like, okay. All right. Nice. So we're on Broadway because yeah. it's 96 and Broadway. So we're on Broadway. So uh, I was like, let's just see where this is going to go. So I just, like, went for it. Yeah. So we started, like, making out really hard uh, on the on the street and then like <laughs> i moved us down a little bit like 20 feet so we were on like the back side of this atm because there's like there's atms on the street in <laughs> yeah. new york yeah so it's like a like one that would be in a convenience store but it's on the street so it's got like a little metal thing around it yeah whatever <clears throat> so there's like six other people outside smoking so uh so we just moved to the other side of the atm like it's some kind of shelter yeah um the great like the the thing that you the roll down in front of the store to protect the store yeah. that you lock is yeah. down next okay. to it. So we're like up against that, like making out, and you can hear like the grate, like bam, <laughs> bam. And uh, yeah, so we start we start making out and this and that, and like I don't know, I start like removing her clothing. Yeah, like on Broadway. So like she <laughs> she's fine with it. She's yeah. like totally fine. So yeah, whatever. So there's some like explicit nudity and um activities taking place nice like on the street nice all of a sudden the bartender comes outside <laughs> from behind the bar yeah comes outside and says what the fuck are you guys doing oh no what the fuck are you doing yeah you can't do this out in front of the bar you gotta go yeah get in here and pay your tab and then she went back in the bar yeah so like 
We kind of like clean, you know, like get everything up. First of all, we're not oh, in front shit. of the bar because we're on the other side of the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Gray area, whatever. So she like gets all dressed back up. I get all dressed back up, like we're ready to go. So as we're walking in, she goes, ah, uh, she says, oh, do you think I can get your phone number? And so I don't know. I got, I, I got to go inside and like solve this because she's obviously like super pissed. Yeah. And I was like, maybe you could say something to her for me because you're her friend. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. So we go inside and that, and I was like. All right, she's like, you got to get the fuck out of here, blah, 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 this and that, whatever. Your band and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh. And I was like, how much are you? She's like, 70 bucks. And I was yeah. like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, because I was broke. <laughs> so I give her the money. I go to leave. Her friend is just sitting on the stool at the yeah. bar. Just sitting there. Didn't say shit. Not like, hey, it was my fault. Hey, I instigated this. Hey, nothing. Yeah. Didn't say anything. Just sat on the stool. I walked by her. I was like, thanks. Yeah. And I walk by and I walk outside and she comes outside and she tries to get my phone number. She's like, hey, so do you think I can get your phone number? And I was like, no. Yeah. No, you can't get my phone number. I was like, dude, that's your friend. Yeah. You could say something to her and like do something. Yeah. Instead, now I'm banned from like my, like the bar that I go to, to hang out at. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't even say anything. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, no, I'm out of here. I'm going home. So I went home and then. Went back a couple days later because my friend was bartending and I was like, hey, Sage, you know, blah, blah. she's like, dude, you got banned. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I got set up. I got set up. Oh, my Anyways, God. So, yeah, that was that. It was super awkward when I graduated because, like, my whole family came <laughs> and, like, they were like, well, I want to go see where you hang out. And I was like, well, let's go try it because yeah. I didn't know who was working that day. And yeah. I went and she was totally working. Really? So, like, my mom was there. My brother was there. Everything. She made, like, a shitty comment. I was like, no, yeah, whatever. We can go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> we had a drink. And I was like, oh, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> were they surprised that you were banned? She didn't say that I was banned. Okay. But she just made, like, a shitty comment to me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. We... Thanks for that. In front of my family. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> um, Did yeah. you ever run into that girl ever again? No. No? No. Yeah. No, I never saw her again. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it was late. It was late in the game, because, uh, yeah, it was summertime, and then, uh, yeah, I want to say that was like June, and I left New York like the end of November. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't see her that much after. I didn't see her after that, and uh, then just the amount of time I spent at that bar was kind of limited. Not limited a lot limited yeah. a little bit because yeah. i couldn't go up and she probably just went up to that bar like i'd never seen her there before and i'd been going there for like a few years uh at least i'd never like noticed her before um and i think that she just went up to visit her friend so the nights that she may have swung by there i wasn't up there anyways yeah because of the banning <laughs> so that was that <laughs> that was that but uh, anyways that's where they retired my stool you know yeah. they rose it up into the rafters and yeah shut it down the last place i ever had a beer was, or the last place i ever had a drink was dicko dows in birmingham okay yeah and then i walked from dicko dows to my car and i just got followed by a cop like the minute i got in my car it really? was two it was two fifteen in the morning yeah yeah like they knew you know yeah so, big time yeah they had it out for me <laughs> <laughs> i was under surveillance <laughs> did you know that was going to be your last beer no, but I was good with it. It was a yeah. good time. Yeah. I went out for my uncle's birthday, Bernie. Yeah. We went out, and then he went home because he didn't want to get a drunk driving. And I was like, <laughs> and then I went out and got one. <laughs> and I was like, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. Win yeah. Winners win. Um, And so that was it. But no, I had fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. It wasn't that good of a time, but it was good. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> that was that. Stories from Darren's past. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good time. The banning, the banning was uh, <laughs> was a great story. There's, it's it's a little bit more involved, but this is yeah. this is on the internet forever, and I don't want to get into it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah, it was it was super funny though. It was just super funny to know. Like the minute that girl walked over, I was like, "You should go. This is about yeah. to get really bad." Like yeah. I know. Oh my and, god. Uh, yeah, and it did. I only got, I, I've only been kicked out of a bar like in my whole life, like three times. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Nailed yep. it. I got kicked out of a strip club in Canada. <laughs> Cheetahs, I think is the name of that oh, place. Oh, shit. Yeah, for sleeping. <laughs> what? I'm not, I'm not a strip club guy. It's just yeah. not not my thing. Yeah. I was going like crack jokes and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I, I, it's like the grossest part of capitalism to me. Yeah. It's like this person like selling people i don't know like the way that i look at it is just it's gross yeah and uh, i've since like one of my buddies got married and i went to the strip club with them yeah one of my buddies from new york so we went to new york and uh this is after i got sober and uh i went to the strip club with our buddy i'm not gonna use his name yeah but he was like you're you're not holding up your end of the bargain and i was like what do you mean he goes it's a mutual mutual agreement that like you don't break the fourth wall right like she acts like you're really like attractive and and interesting oh, i remember and this. entertaining yeah, yeah, yeah. and you bring to the table that you believe her yeah you know what i mean like yeah you say stuff she acts interested yeah and then like your end of the bargain is like you just believe that she's actually interested like you, yeah. the two of you it's a, well it's, knowing that's not even none of it right case, she yeah. knows that you're not attractive and interesting and you yeah. know that she's lying yeah but the thing that you bring to the table is like you both go along with it you're both playing a role mm-hmm. he's like you know you're violating that by like bringing in your doubt like by bring you know it's a suspension of disbelief it's like you're going to the theater and like just yeah. the way that he explains it, I was like, "You spend too much time at strip clubs, dude." Oh, big time! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you know the unwritten rules, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. In, you're involved, yeah, or how to make it, you know? Because I uh, one I was really surprised because he one is a really good dancer because we used to go dancing from time to time, and like he's a really good dancer. Yeah, he's a good looking dude, and he's really funny, and he has a good job. Yeah, so I was like, "Dude, why the fuck are you hanging out at strip clubs?" Like when once that like he said like, "Oh, I love the strip club," and I was like, "Why?" Yeah. Because I just never got it. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, it's fun. He's like, it's fun. Like, it's fun to play. You yeah. know? And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I just don't. You know? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I've been to the strip club one time. Yeah. With my stepdad. Because it was like, let's whatever. And I was like, I've never been. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it. We'll go. And we went to, I think it's on Gratiot. Like, the palace. Not the palace. Um whatever the fuck it's called and it was just like i've never been interested like yeah anywhere past like i really want to go because there's always like i've gone past some that are just like there's no way the people that are in there are even like remotely attractive yeah just like stories that i hear so on and so forth and then finally it was just like all right fuck like i have the opportunity i can just go and just kind of see what one's about and it was just like really plasticky and kind of gross and then the people that were in there were just like super sleazy and like 
not that my stepdad's sleazy or his friends are sleazy, but they're like kind of sleazy. Yeah. But like, I think that comes with the territory of being a guy. Like you can, you just get that version of a guy at some point in time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then one of his buddies, he owns, um, I forget the name of the company, but he's the president of like this Italian food that makes like frozen stuff that you can go buy that he sells to restaurants. So he's got lots of money and he just like shovels it over. So he's got like his couple bar, t- like he's got the number one chick there always. Yeah. And he's not like a good looking guy. Nice guy. Super nice guy. But like that whole setup is just like weird to me. Yeah. Like I don't get it. And then just like the girls are so fake. Like I want to kill myself. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how more to describe it. And yeah. I was like, I think I'm just good. Like I saw some tits. I saw some butts. I saw the fakeness and then like in reality, like the the best one there wasn't even like that attractive. Yeah. And then like, she's kind of like trying to be bubbly to me and it was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Like I talk, I'll talk to you like a normal person and then that's it. My, my <laughs> thing when I would go before, <clears throat> when I was like late teens, early twenties, when I would go, it was always be for like somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or like some occasion, like we like we would go. Even when I went to Cheetahs and I got kicked out, yeah. all my buddies from Kalamazoo, we would all meet and go to Canada for Christmas and go to like the strip club. We went two years in a row, and the first year we went is the year I got kicked out for sleeping because it's like it's, like I'd rather just hang out with those guys, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I hadn't really been smoking weed because I had been like working a lot, and then like we all got together and I think I like smoked a bowl or something. Mm-hmm. and then i was just like tired and then yeah. like the strip club's not gonna pull me out of that like i got there and it's like oh god yeah like, what the fuck am i doing yeah. here i'm just gonna go take it yeah and all my buddies are like, and yeah. I was like i'm just gonna go to sleep and i was like i was yeah. at the rail like at the front stage like yeah <laughs> sleeping. really yeah the guy's like you can't yeah. you can't sleep here were you like, like head down into the table or like back into the chair no i had my head down i had my head down Really? And then yeah, oh the other guy kicked God. me off the rail and then I went to like a table and he's like, you can't sleep here. And I was like, I won't. And then I put my head down and went to sleep. And then he came over and he's like, dude, you got to get out of here. And I was like, sorry, guys. I didn't even get kicked out for being rowdy. Just got kicked out for sleeping. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is still hilarious. Which is, which is, yeah. I think even more hilarious. Yeah. 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 Uh, I got kicked out of a strip club another time. Like out of the, I guess I've been kicked out of a bar four times. For being awake? Yeah, I was awake. Oh, shit. When I worked in horses... So a lot of those guys are really wealthy, and then they're kind of pigs. Mm-hmm. So my buddy from Germany, uh, this like hardcore like Marlboro man, which you don't yeah. have in that kind of horses, <laughs> hardcore Marlboro man guy, yeah. thought I was hilarious. He's like, "We're gonna go to the strip club. You should come with us." He, yeah. he kind of had like a Ken Climo voice, you know? Yeah. So he's yeah. like, "We're gonna go to the strip club. You should come with us." So I was like, "Yeah, all right, cool. I'm down." It's <laughs> like, so "Let's go." Yeah. And. uh so I was like half in the bag before we left. Like yeah. we were ha- like I like because I work. They're riders, so like yeah, yeah they work because they're riding horses. But like after they're yeah. done riding their last horse, they're like hanging out. I still right. got like two hours of work to do. Right. So I'm like working and drinking beers to like finish up my day. Got back, changed clothes. By that point, I'm ready. Like I don't know, eight beers deep or yeah. something. You know. <laughs> so they're like, let's go. I was like, all right, cool, let's go. And plus, was I wasn't looking forward to paying like twenty dollars a drink because we were in like Florida. Yeah. So we were. I think we were in Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think we were in Tampa, and then we drove, like, we went to three strip clubs. First strip club we go to. It was, like, not very busy. 
there's like people there, whatever. And I remember we were sitting up by the rail and this girl was up there and I just like used all my taglines from the strip club, you yeah. know, <laughs> whatever they are. Yeah. And uh, she had like done something. She was like on her hands and knees, like facing away from us. And I was like wafting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, smells great. Or, yeah. and like, oh, it's great. And I like, gave her a big thumbs up and she shot me like a dirty look. Yeah. And then like the next thing or whatever she like was laying on her back and like had her feet like way up in the air yeah and i was like (laughs) i think i can see your kidney and then she kicked me in the face with her shoe and the minute she the minute she kicked me in the face the bouncers came and grabbed me really and then kicked me out oh my god can you not do that because she kicked me well i think anytime you have a physical altercation with a stripper (laughs) even though it's just like i didn't touch her like I think they're worried about retaliation, so they just like t- yeah. they just take you out. Oh my god! So we got kicked out. No one was mad <laughs> at me for it because they were dying, yeah. and uh, then we had to go somewhere else. Oh my god! That's After that, we went to Mons Venus or whatever the fuck that place is, which is like world famous. And uh, I didn't, I didn't world like world famous strip club. Yeah, it's like one of like the most famous strip clubs. Oh shit! Um, but it's like I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's it's. I didn't like it. Yeah. So whatever. I was running my mouth in there too, and that wasn't really that popular either. So, <laughs> so the guys you I don't was, say the guys I was with though were literally like this was like one of the best nights ever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I had a good time. Yeah. And, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. But that was yeah. yeah we was actually good. talked yesterday. I was talking with <laughs> Megan and Scott and all that, and uh, she brought up us going to the strip club where it was like you me and scott and she thinks that like we'd be kicked out relatively fast because what i think we're all on the same page we're we're like not even close to interested at all yeah like nothing to do with like oh we're not interested in girls but just like the idea and whole setup of everything that it would just be like can see your kidney from here or what like anything along the lines or like wow smells great (laughs) just saying stupid shit i always uh my my big thing after when i worked at the dealership i would go with the people from the dealership and i had a great time yeah that was like the like going with them and then i've gone with i've taken gabby and her friends with the guy i used to work with at the dealership and we have a great time gabby and her friends at the strip club is a great time yeah because they fall for the shit yeah like they're like the dumb 18 year old guy like those girls are like you girls are so pretty and they're like oh my god and they just eat it up and i'm like dude they're strippers that's what they do they just compliment you so you give them money yeah big time uh that's the whole game Uh, and they're really good at not suspending disbelief i mean they're really good at suspending disbelief they're like no she really thinks i'm pretty i'm like yeah yeah yeah. him too yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh no when i go like before i went with them because i like going with them and it's fun because like a couple uh either with them because they're a bunch of girls or when i go with the people from the dealership usually like um a couple of the girls will go and going to the strip club with girls is a lot more fun i think because yeah. it takes away this like weird shitty thing like mm-hmm. and i like watching like the girls interact with the strippers is hilarious yeah so i like that but if i get dragged like i've gotten dragged a couple times for like birthdays or whatever it is now i, I just like lowball yeah like how much is the lap dance They're like 20 bucks i'm like i got eight dollars <laughs> maybe maybe just like the first two verses like i'll just sit there and just try to bullshit with them just for my own entertainment <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> literally like what i'll do i'll go to a strip club and spend like four dollars like i'll get yeah. the like, or whatever eight dollars i get like the coke because you have to have a drink in front of you the whole time so i get like a, a really red, yeah i get like a red bull and i'll just nurse it yeah and then i just sit there and just like you know whatever. was it like a 20 dollar red bull 
Is everything $20, basically? basically yeah. 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 And sometimes when we go with the girls, I'll just get like $50 and give it to the girls. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't mind. I just like, it's not how I would choose to spend my money. Watching right. them give strippers money yeah. is worth the money. Yeah. It's hilarious. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an investment. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I can imagine that it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The first time we took them there, we got them in the car afterward and they were like, I, they were like so hyped up. It was yeah. insane. Like the first time they went to Cedar Point or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah I've should... always heard about this, yeah. but like, like, we should go all the time. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait to go to Cedar Point again. Oh. I didn't realize you were such a Cedar Point fan. I would. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh like, yeah, big time. Yeah. So do you do? We can do this. Not a what? question board, but uh, what's the best seat on the roller coaster? Oh, front every time. Never. Never. It's lies. There's some roller coasters where the front is sweet. Yeah. Um, Val Raven, the front is sweet. Yeah. Um, I think any of the like real extreme drops mm-hmm. if the number of carts is small the mm-hmm. front is sweet yeah the issue with the front cart i like that you can see where you're going but on the back i kind of like that you can't see where you're going yeah and as you're coming down the hill the weight of the cart snaps the back of the cart down yeah where the front of the cart like you're already part of the way down the hill and the weight's like holding you up the hill yeah you know what i mean so i feel like you go faster in the back yeah up at least down the hill. Yeah, for sure. It's usually that if I if the line is too long for the front, I'm usually yeah. somewhere in the back. But I usually do, I'll wait for the front. I do the but opposite. Like, I'm the complete opposite. Really? I like I'll wait for the back, yeah. and then if the line's like absolutely ridiculous, I'm like fuck it, I'll go on the front. Yeah, because a lot of it is like, just like you said, the Val Raven. The first time I ever went on Val Raven, I, you have to sit a, in the front. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like we saw the, um, like the 3D virtual ride of it or whatever. And it's yeah. Like, that looks fucking sweet. And then uh, it was me, Amanda, and my sister Haley. Yeah. And it was just like I'm sitting in front. Like I don't care how long it is. Like I'm, I'll dangle like there. I want to see like what it's like. Yeah. And I'm not a pussy. Um, Cream puff. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but that one is like one of my favorite ones there. And then Gatekeeper. I forget what side of it is on. So like it goes. I like, out into the right and i forget if i like being on the far right or far left so like i'm either dangling off to the right or being like weirdly wedged at the very top i like being on the side getting on the side closest yeah to you when you get on yeah you know what i mean um <clears throat> i guess i'm on the left side okay on the outside left side yeah is what i like yeah and that one i like being on the back too. yeah that one's sweet that's I a just, good one i like to i like to start I like to start over there. It's yeah. a good one to start with. Yeah. It's so smooth. That it's such a smooth ride. And you just like flim, like flip around and get flung around. And it's just real smooth. And you land. And you're like, oh, that's got the best uh, harness. Yeah. Because it's like soft on you. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's not like getting into the um, the power tower <laughs> or something. The worst one was when they had the standing one. Did I you? Don't I don't know if I ever went on that oh. one. I don't remember what it's even called. It wasn't the um, Mantis. What the fuck was it? You sure I, it wasn't the Mantis? I'm positive. Okay. Now I think your feet hang on that one. I'm not sure what it is. Mantis or Raptor? Nope. Oh, Raptor. it might have been the Mantis. Okay. Yeah. The Raptor is the one where your feet hang. Yeah. And that one I like a lot. And that one for sure every time I'll be on the far right side in the front. Yeah. Because in the drop, like you're up and to the right. And then you can see like the whole park. 
and then like as you're swinging in, you can like you can only see this part of the park. Yeah. And then when you're coming in, you can see everything else, and then just like straight down, and it's great. Did I t- did I tell you the story of how with my phone with the raptor? You did. I don't remember it entirely though. So we went to Cedar Point, Gabby and I, <clears throat> two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we went to Cedar Point and. Uh, Three weeks before we went, a guy had been decapitated because he, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he dropped his phone and then he hopped the fence, yeah, at the Raptor and then it literally yeah. knocked his head off, yeah. Um, so we went and rode the Raptor and then we were walking farther into Cedar Point. And I was like, let's take a picture, and we agreed to only take my phone because we didn't want to take both phones, right? So I was like, oh, let's take a picture, and then I couldn't find my phone, and I was like, oh shit, and then I went back and then I asked him about it and whatever, and then I was like, well, we'll somebody will turn it in. So we waited like four hours, and then we went to security, and we went in. And I was asking about the phone. And they're like, "Where'd you lose it?" And I was like, "The Raptor." And they gave me this really shitty look. And I was yeah. like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, I really yeah. did." And then it was completely smashed, but it still worked. Yeah. And they gave it to me. But I remember <laughs> them thinking that I was fucking with them because of the guy getting <laughs> decapitated. And I was like, "No, no, no I really yeah. did. I really no, did. Seriously, yeah, I really did." Um, yeah, but whatever the standing one was, it might have been the Mantis, mm-hmm. but that was the worst one. Yeah, because like there was no answer. Like, I went on it. Someone told me, like, if you stand on your tiptoes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense, and I don't know why I didn't examine the thought process before, but if you stand on your tiptoes, like, it's not as bad. And, like, guaranteed, every time you ride that ride, it just, like, smashes your reproductive organs. Yeah. And uh, and then it was like, well, kind of bend down a little bit. And, like, no matter what I did, I was just like, dude, I'm just not going to ride this ride anymore. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. You're on, like, a unicycle seat anyways. Like, who invented really? this? Why is it? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't, I don't think that it's still a thing where you go standing. Yeah, I don't um, think so there because the last couple times I went, we go on basically everything, everything. we can. Yeah. yeah, and the it's funny the ones that freak me out the most now are like the slow moving ones that you're just like dangling. So you have the one that they shut down pretty fast when it's windy at all, but it's just like a big carousel that brings you up and you can just you spin around and you look across and it's super cool. But like. The last time I was there, is like, this is freaking me out too much. Yeah. I don't know why or what. Because, um, like, everything else, like, I'll go on Dragster, and, like, I would love to get stuck at the top and just fall backwards and then shoot us up again or whatever. And uh, it sucks that the Dragster is always, like, down. Yeah. Always yeah. down. <laughs> it's, it's the touchiest one, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was there. We were in line. We were about to go. And then, like, this big guy farted. And they're like, we're shutting it down. <laughs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> the best is, so we were locked in, like like my nightmare. We were locked in in the car, and it got shut down. Really? And, like, the guys came uh, in, like, the little blue things, Yeah. and they didn't let us out of the car. Really? Yeah. So, you know, to, like, send the empty car? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do that. We were in it. Yeah. They fixed it. And they're <laughs> like, all right, you ready to go? And I was like, oh, bro. shit, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> that was the most exciting one. Yeah. Yeah, no. I That's the hilarious. one the one that gets me is that big swing, Skyhawk. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. Dude, yep. That gets you, man. When you're up at the top, dude. And you I swing don't know back. why. Because like there is the year, the last year that I went there. Um, like I, I try to like get myself on it because for whatever reason I have the thought processes of now of like these practically never fail and yada yada yada. But then like the well, what if it's like. I'm the one percenter, yeah. like something, whatever the fuck. Um, I wasn't able to like break through that barrier as to where before it's like 
I'll just take my chances because realistically, something happening, like right. all the checks and balances that are in place, you're going to be totally fine. And the only time that something fucked up happens is when I lost my phone and I got to jump the fence, which is totally just fucking stupid right. on that guy's part. Right. Like, um, but it was an so 11. It, yeah. Let <laughs> me just grab a piece of paper towel. Okay. I'll sit right here. I'll wait. That's going to be the thumbnail. Darren's belly button. Whatever. <laughs> His napkin's right there. Nice. Cool. Yeah, from the Taco Bell we had last night. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, people don't really get, get hurt. Like, you get pinched yeah. and stuff from time to time. But Yeah. It's yeah. never any... Like, every time I go on there, it's <laughs> always just fine. But, like... So, the year before... I'd be like hands up, feet out, like as sprawled out as I possibly can yeah. just to like make it the most exciting for me and like fuck with my sisters and everything. Cause they're like, they'll go on, but they're like vice grip to it. Yeah. Um, the one I have the hardest time putting my hands up for is the Maverick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you keep going in and out and like, there's all the track yeah. like wound my, my hands you. are like up. And then, and then uh, uh, I don't know. Like, and I think realistically, the only person that should be worried about that is like Scott. Yeah. Because his wingspan is much longer than ours. Yeah. And I think. And he's sitting he, up on that butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's hard. And that one, um, not uh, Millennium Force the one year when my parents were here, we all stayed um, at, on the hotel. Yeah. For I, what were we there for? like four or five days or something like that at cedar point yeah holy shit yeah well my dad came out he loves that place and my stepmom she likes to go sites like she went on a roller coaster which is a big deal and it was like one of the kitty roller coasters that's it's super old now um but you're like in a cart that's just dangling and it's a iron dragon yeah yep. that one yeah and that was she was like exhilarated <laughs> by it like it's so great so the last time I rode the Iron Dragon is the last time I'll ride the Iron Dragon. Because I waited in line, and then we rode it, and I was like, I remember this thing being sweet, and this sucks. Like, you can yeah. watch the carp in yeah. the water as you're, like, yeah. swinging around. You're like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. this is terrible. Yeah. So me, my dad, and I think both my sisters... Um. I forget which sister. I have four sisters. It's hard to keep track. Um, but we for sure went on Millennium Force eight or nine times in a row, yeah. just like nonstop because it was like the end of the night. No one was really there. And they like just short of just like keeping us on the cart, like would let us get off right behind it, hop right back in line, waited for like 30 seconds for the next cart to clear, hop on and just like go, go, go. Yeah. It was fucking sweet. That was, I think, the only time that I've ever experienced something like that. Yeah. It's just like, and it's still the same every time. Like the drop, sweet, everything's sweet. We don't, and we just don't have to wait in line. It is fucking awesome. The crazy part is, uh, I've gone on. I'm like, you know, hands up, all this other stuff. But a different experience is going with your eyes closed. Yeah. It makes it. It's not as scary, which is weird. Yeah. It's like very like flowy. Yeah. Like there's something with like watching it. There's a lot of visual stimulus. Yeah. That like freaks you out. But uh, yeah, if you if you ever like are on it, like and you're riding it eight times in a row, like mm -hmm. we went and I don't know how many times we had ridden, like Gabe and I were there all day. We stayed at the hotel. So we were there like jamming through them. <clears throat> and I was like, well, let's go on it with our eyes closed and see. 
And I don't know if it'd be like scarier or not. And it was so much smoother. It was yeah. like a meditative thing. You're like, Whoa, yeah, I'm just like flowing around on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I've done cool. that before out of like fear because like yeah. I want to do it, but I don't know. So I like, uh, yeah, and it was like it was different. It was like, wow, that wasn't even like close to as bad as I thought. Yeah. And like, was it the first roller coaster I went on that was like a real one, like the big boy one? Yeah. Was, uh, I think Mean Streak or whatever it is. Yeah. Where it's got the red and blue cart that race. Gemini. Gemini. Yep. Yeah. The Mean Streak, it would just beat you up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the new one they put on there, though, Steel Vengeance, is awesome. Is it? Yeah. I haven't been on it. Yeah. We went with... It was uh, down when we were there last. We went with Mikey and Allison a couple years ago. Yeah. And then last year, we went with uh, Bip, Bip's ex, uh, and then Hannah, Gabby, and I went, which was kind of random because Hannah doesn't ride roller coasters. Okay. So we like talked her into riding a couple of them. Yeah. But she just she's not really into it. Just she's freak, more of like an iron dragon lady. Just freaks like her one out. Time yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just good. freaks her out. I think yeah. she did the uh, she did the gatekeeper. She did like a couple of the bigger ones, but yeah. nothing that was like crazy. Yeah. Um, and then doing that, like when you take somebody that doesn't ride roller coasters the whole time, you're like playing therapist. Yeah. No, it's gonna be fine. Like just you gotta confront your fear and all this other stuff. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not into it. I like to go yeah. like. With people that are like, fuck yeah, let's do this one next. And you're like, yeah. you want to sit in the front or the back? And they're like, yeah. I'll go in the front, oh, you go yeah. in the back. Big like, time. Big so time. When we went with Mikey Nelson, because they go to Cedar Point like 85 times. They used to go to Cedar Point like 85 times a year. Yeah. And uh, when we went with them, I realized that because they go all the time, they do a bunch of other stuff at Cedar Point that like I normally never even think of. Yeah. Like they, they drink yeah, a bit yeah. at Cedar Point. <laughs> and I, I'm like, dude, we could be riding a ride and we're like waiting in line for like beers. Yeah for like the third time and i'm like okay gabby yeah. got a buzz and then <laughs> i don't think she was, i don't think she was 21 at the time i think when we went she was 20 yeah because i think like allison had to buy her drinks or something i don't know yeah maybe she just turned 21 but uh yeah when we were like she got like a buzz in the middle of the day and then i was like you better keep drinking yeah because otherwise you're just gonna get like that headache yeah and she's like i just don't like riding the roller coaster makes my stomach feel weird and i was like okay and then she stopped drinking, and like four hours later, like her buzz went away, and she's like, "Oh, I have a headache." I was like, uh, 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 uh. "Yeah, that's how it goes." <laughs> yeah, experience. You don't have to listen stuff. to me on everything, but yeah, this I know yeah. a fair amount about. Yeah, I, I've practiced. Yeah, I remember when Gatekeeper got first put in. Yeah, me and my two sisters, Lexi and Haley, went there, and it was for Halloween weekends or whatever, and it was shitty. Yeah. Like it was gross, but like not terrible enough to close down every ride. We waited in line for four and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It was absurd. Like I was starting to get so pissed. And then it was, you got to the threshold of like, if we leave now, then we just wasted all this time. Yeah. And then even still, it's like. Did you wait that long because they kept shutting the ride down? Or you waited that long because the line was that long? The line was that long. And there was nothing else going on, really. Mm-hmm. And that was the new ride at the time. So Yeah, we uh, we just save up. Yeah. Like, we'll just save up. And then we go, we get the speed pass. Yeah. Or the ultra or whatever the fuck yep. it is. Because I only get down to Cedar Point once a year. Yeah. And, like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. Like, after that and everything, it's... Fast Pass Plus. Yeah. Fast Pass called. Plus. Yep. Yeah. Is is worth. Yep. Yeah. My... Because you otherwise, like you go down there and you'll hit like seven roller coasters all day. Yeah, yeah. You took the hour and a half, hour and forty five minute drive. 
Yeah. Paid already sixty bucks. Yeah. And you got to ride seven roller coasters. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I, exactly. I go once a year. You know. Yeah. Like I've been a part of fast pass like other places when we went to disney world for scott and megan's wedding yeah we got fast pass for a couple of them and then also you had an hour like since we were staying on site we had an hour prior before it opened up to like general public yeah where it's like wow this is fucking sweet so realistically we should just be getting this every fucking time yeah like even talking to mike and allison before they're like yeah we just get it every time because it's worth it yada 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 like yeah that makes sense but like I didn't fully understand until like experiencing it. It's like fuck. Like, yeah, we did it the one yeah. the the first time Gabby and I went is the first time I ever did it, and we went, <clears throat> and uh, we we're like fuck it because we stayed at the hotel so you get a discount and whatever it is. Um, so I was like fuck it, let's let's get the the fast pass plus, mm-hmm. and then we did that, and then after that I was like, dude, I'm never not getting this again. Yeah, because. Like I just like I rode the Millennium Force and Top Thrill Dragster like six times each, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's awesome!" You know, yeah. um, it was fu- the 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 trick. The funny part to me is like the mole- the Millennium, mm-hmm. no, not the Millennium, the Magnum, yeah, broke down, yeah, and the guy came to fix it, yeah, and I was thinking of like all the sensors and all the things that they have on those roller coasters to like keep them safe mm-hmm. the dude fixing it literally brought out like a bag like yeah. a little tool bag like yeah. my tool bag yeah and he was using like a rubber mallet and just like beating this wheel onto this thing really? and i was sitting there watching him and i was like okay <laughs> right like, like this thing costs like i don't know i'm, I'm always interested in the stats yeah. um but like this thing costs like seven million dollars yeah and like it's all coming down to yeah. One of the things that I randomly really enjoy at Cedar Point is the uh roller coaster graveyard that yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah. I actually really like that because it's the history of what used to be there. And like some of them were like I remember doing that one time as a child, like with my grandparents and all that. It's like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I don't remember what the hell they are now, but um that yeah, was we, neat. We went uh my mom and I went the one time. I don't know how long ago it was, and we were gonna ride every every roller coaster and all that stuff yeah and i remember like we got down to like she didn't want to ride a big one she needed a break she was getting like her uh knee was starting to bother this is before her knee surgery yeah and getting in there was like a break so she's like well let's ride an easy one because it'll be like whatever i was like okay cool so we went on the mine ride yeah so the carts are tiny yeah so you're like wedged in there oh big time and then that thing just beats you up yeah like it's so on so <laughs> it throws you everywhere we were sitting in there the entire time we were on the rides like i was literally just like talking shit to my mom <laughs> and the people in front of us were fucking dying i was like yeah <laughs> let's ride the mine ride because my knee hurts this is helping i'm like this is so fucking uncomfortable and i was just like <sighs> bitching the in- like we're going up and down hills and i was just staring at it i was like do you feel good about yourself yeah. like is this what you wanted oh my and, god and uh yeah it was fucking great mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and they used to have like Splash City and they had, like a bunch of that stuff. And like, I'd never do that anymore. Like we went twice when I used to go with my uncle all the time. We went and we'd hit like, you know, Whitewater Rapids or whatever it is and all that stuff. And then it just was like, this water's gross, you yeah. know what I mean? And then I'll be wet and like, <laughs> oh. Do you ever on like the group rides where uh, you're kind of like facing each other, do you ever talk shit to the people you're with when like, oh shit, you're about to go backwards and... What, who knows what's going to... I don't know. Because I'll talk shit or I'll say, 
whatever i'll make like comments like i'm super worried to see if i can get other people worried like shit should i have gone in this ride or (laughs) i'll i'll I'll, i don't talk shit to other people but i'll say stuff just for effect to like see what happens to people around me i do that a lot yeah um when i went with mikey and allison i they stopped what ride were we on it might have been the magnum it was either the magnum or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh, they stopped the ride for me really I pulled my phone out so evidently they have cameras on you yeah so like you you load all up then you come out and you do the turn and then you start going up the hill yeah. I forget whichever one we were on and so we came out we did the turn and then as we did the turn like I pulled my phone out to yeah. like I think it was like FaceTiming somebody or whatever it's like taking a selfie I don't know yeah pull my phone out they stopped the ride this woman comes around and she's like I'll take that you can pick it up after the ride. And I was like, really? Oh, shit. And then everybody was like dogging me about it. Ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. And then we got off the ride and all these people were like, mean mug me. I was like, yeah. Sorry, hey guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Um, I tried to wear the body harness with my GoPro a couple times. Yeah. And I got shut down every time. And then I never was able, like, or I never went through with it. But I was like, I'm going to like sneak this. And, and whatever and like i don't know wear a jacket and something and have like a black shirt because it's all black yeah um and then like when it's time i can like unzip and like show because i always thought it'd be really cool like seeing it other people do it that's cool but like i want to make my own yeah. it could be sweet and just like i never got around to it and it was always like i was really weird about it because like i didn't want to wear like the harness and be all like dorky or whatever and in real like I was finally like, just fucking do it and see like what's the worst that's gonna happen? They're just gonna be like, no, like that's not that scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, and in the end, they were just like, no. Yeah. And then I was like, exactly. oh shit. Sad. Sad. <laughs> Very sad. The one thing that I did a couple years ago that I now do when I go is the slingshot. Yeah. The slingshot is is the scariest thing there for me. Yeah. And uh, we went two times ago and rode the slingshot, and like I I fell all the way down head first like really? we, we we dropped and came down however we came down right yeah hit the thing slung back up and then the next one we like kind of spun at the top and then the whole way down we came down head first really and it was like the scariest thing i've ever experienced yeah. to your point i was like oh yeah. like you literally hit that moment of like something bad's gonna happen yeah. not just like wow this is really exciting i was like yeah. oh my god something's gonna end yeah and, uh, and then i was like yeah that's cool that's worth yeah, it yeah i like that one a lot i the last time I did that, they had it at, um, like, my dad works for Sony. They had the company picnic thing and whatever. And so they got, like, this theme park set up, and they had that there. My dad was like, if you want to do it, I'll pay for it. Like, all right, I'm down. And I got one of my sisters to do it, Lexi or Haley. I forget which one. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And then I think we did it twice, maybe three times or something. And then every time I go to Cedar Point, I'm always so pissed because it's, like, not only did we pay like we have all this other amusement stuff but like i have to pay to do this one and it's not like yep. it's like 25 bucks or whatever the fuck it is for upper so it's 50 dollars for us to ride it like but i think we went the first so the first time that we rode it we went on some weekday and it's half off okay it's buy one get one gotcha. so i think it's like thursday or tuesday <laughs> yeah it starts with a t um and we went and they were like yeah it's because it's like two for tuesday or two for thursday or whatever it is yeah. so they're like if you you know you like buy one get one yeah because we just went to get in line yeah and then we got up there and the guy's like ticket and i was yeah. like fast pass and he was like <laughs> <laughs> he was like yeah. no 
I, we did basically the same thing. I had because, no idea. Yeah, me yeah. either. And like, me and Amanda waited, and I was just like, we. I was just like excited to go, and he's like ticket, and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's like twenty five bucks a person, and I just turned to her and I said, fuck that, and we just left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We the first time we went to go get on it, it was like. Oh, well, it's the buy one, get one free. And I was like, well, twelve fifty a piece. I was like, oh, fuck it. We're here. Like, yeah. Let's do it. And then after I did it, I was like, oh, I would totally do this again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the scariest thing there for sure. Yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's this, a good time. Yes. Yeah, a disc golf. Yeah. I don't know. At some point. <laughs> yeah. I did some disc golf stuff. Did you? Yeah. What'd you do? I, w- I wouldn't play it. I, I don't know if you saw the video that I posted this week of like the get a disc, give a disc thing. Um. I so, saw it, I saw it posted. I just didn't watch it. Okay, so it's this guy Trash Panda, and then a company he collabed with called Tree Smackers. Um, Trash Panda, I stumbled on when I was building the Discord, and I had like the one channel, or I have the one channel where all the disc golf that I could find on YouTube. When a new video is posted from there, it gets posted to this channel. So it, for me and whoever else is there, it's easy to kind of follow the new stuff that's kind of popping up, and. Uh, when I just looked at disc golf YouTube channels, he was in there and whatever I saw kind of like interested me. And I was like, fuck it. I'll see what it's about. Cause there's a lot of channels on there. I don't really know. Cause right. they're like low subs or like, I just haven't come across them before or whatever. <coughs> and, uh, so the guy's name's Jesse. I forget where he's from. And, uh, he makes his own like recycled plastic discs and stuff like, He's experimenting himself and, like, was able to get it all together. Anyways, so for Christmas, he wanted to do basically a secret Santa. And it was, like, a pay-it-forward type thing. So, like, if you wanted to be a part of it, you fill out this form. You say, like, kind of what you're looking for and then a little bit of whatever information. Then you're going to get information of, like, who to send a disc to. So, like, they, yeah. however they shuffle it up, they gave me this guy, Caden... Well, don't and say it. What if he's watching? That's fine. I already told them in the my video what his name oh, was. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. So if K- that'd be sweet if Caden's watching. Caden. Funny. Hey. <laughs> like however many years from now, he's like, oh shit, I remember. Yeah. Um. So I got it the one day, the email, like who I'm sending it to and whatever, and I was like, shit, like I could make like I think a cool little video out of this. Um. So I did that. I sent him a stack of discs. Cause it was like, well, one, I have like a bunch of whatever that's just kind of like sitting here too. Like I'll just give like extra. Cause like if all else, like he'll take what he wants and then maybe he gives the extra to like friends or family or just like keeps them to himself. Um, and then I'm still waiting on mine. And when I was like, what do I want for my disc? I was like, I want your favorite disc, not like specifically, but like your, your favorite mold. Yeah. Like I want the mercy of that like of your you world th- yeah right. of your world right yeah um so i'm like sending you a wasp yeah, yeah exactly so i'm curious to see if that's what's like if i'm going to actually get that or i'm just going to get like some random disc yeah um what if you get like a daedalus it'd be fucking hilarious. oh dude it'd be sick yeah it'd be so sweet because what i want to do is make a video of like playing around with someone else's favorite disc yeah. type thing but I was super stoked and I was like, while I was editing the video the whole time, like every time. And I think it's true for like other people who create, like, um, there's like a meme going around that every time a YouTube, like whoever uploads their video, it's like, that's the fucking worst video I've ever done in my life. What am I doing? <laughs> but yeah. like, while I'm editing it the whole time and I'm like rewatching it, it's like, this is sweet. 
Like, <laughs> like really yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, I attacked it in, like, a different process um, of, like, how I normally would edit a video. And it just, like, became a little more clear to me. And I was just, like, in the beginning, I was like, this is kind of dog shit. What am I doing? And then in the end, I was super happy with it. Yeah. And then uh, I tagged jesse in it and then like he emailed me back he's like dude that's fucking so like the video is awesome this that blah 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 um and did then, he say blah 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 yeah he did God. yeah it was like 17 blahs wow. yeah, yeah yeah um but i don't know i thought it was a super cool thing that they were doing and then uh who my buddy ben he watches every now and then but he was like just listening so while he was listening to the video and i was like talking to him on the phone um he was like, oh, we can like still get in on this and whatever. Because we were like, we we're playing a game. It was me, Ben, Barham, and uh, Scott or whatever. And he's like, oh, like every, like Tim, you should get in on this and whatever. And I was like, no, you can't. He's like, what do you mean? You just said I could. And I was like, did you look at the videos? Like, hold on, let me rewind. And like in big letters, I was like, you can still get on on this. <laughs> just like, no, you can't. Because it's o like it was closed. By the time I was editing it, it was yeah. already like done and over with. And I just thought it was super funny, but. I don't know. That's a, hopefully, Caden, you like all your mids that you got. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is all this? I didn't ask for this shit. <laughs> yeah. What is that? G-Star Valkyrie? Yeah. Maybe that's what somebody wants. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they want a Blizzard Katana or a Blizzard Boss or another Blizzard Boss. Yeah. 1,108 feet. Yep. Yeah, that's all you need. That's how far I threw it. Yeah. Internet distance. Nailed it. Forehand. Nice. 360. 360 forehand. Yeah. All right. We ready for some question board? Yeah, if you, if you want. I'm ready. Whatever. What's your opinion on pets on the course? Uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm. I love pets. I love your pets. I love my pets, but overall on the course, they're kind of fucking annoying. Like they get in the way and it's this and that and whatever. And usually they're not on a leash and they just kind of like roam around and do crazy shit. And sometimes they destroy people's property. Yeah. And those people are just like, sorry. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. yeah. I know you've had experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> I luckily haven't because I'd be so mad. Yeah. I'd be so mad. It was just a pro pig. No yeah. big deal. Um, yeah, my idea with the pets is if you have a well, well-trained pet owner. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Right. Like the pet owner understands the responsibility of the pet owner and also like has good, um, command over the pet. Yeah. And it's not a thing. I'm in. Yeah. For um, sure. because I understand like pets need exercise right the pets that you would take on a course need exercise yeah and most people that disc golf and stuff spend a lot of time disc golfing and so like you know i i, I can see that like you're going to be outside you're going to do that and everything yeah um but it's just like anything else like anybody that has their pet anywhere if your pet isn't well behaved or this is the first exercise this pet's gotten in six months like yeah it's going to be annoying as fuck oh yeah so i think it just comes down to the the owner and yeah. their level of responsibility with the dog yeah um now there's dogs that like i don't enjoy being around let's yeah. just say that the energy that they have or whatever it is i just don't enjoy being around them it doesn't matter what i'm doing 
Yeah. If I'm just golfing or whatever. And then I look at like, I'm out there trying to focus on what I'm doing. Right. You know, and like your, your dog that's poorly behaved is, is just adding to, you know, yeah. Or taking, Some away, taking away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've run into people where they have that dog that is annoying and whatever, and they're trying to like get him in the groove and they're doing everything right in the sense. And then on top of it, they'll just be like, no, I'm just going to play by myself because I know that this little shit's going to be a pain in the ass. So yeah. he'll just be my pain in the ass because I'm trying to train him. Yeah. So I can, I can respect that. But yeah, I've, I've played in groups where the dog is just like a gnat all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> thing, like, is, my thing is just like, I don't like dogs that exist. Well, I, I like all dogs, but yeah. I'm not a fan of spending a bunch of time with dogs that live 100% on instinct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this thing is just mindlessly <coughs> living out its instincts. Yeah. You're trying to talk to it. I'm trying to interact with it, whatever. And it's just like, Ugh. yeah. Like, it's, it's nobody's home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so those dogs, like, out on the course, like, I just, like, like, here, can you hold the leash while I putt? And you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, you know, whatever. And the dog's just like, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like in the fucking zone. You know, yeah. it's like ready to kill something or it's watching something <laughs> or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if your dog sucks in terms of like getting with the program, then you should probably just play by yourself. Yeah. You know, and maybe play a smaller course. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a, like for me, I think like there's more tolerance to, or you should have more tolerance when you're playing like a small course. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like if you take your dog out and it's like, kind of all over the place and everything else and you got to like fuck with the dog and fuck with your bag and fuck with your shot and everything else and all that but you're like a city park it's like one thing yeah but like having all that going on when you're like out at stony or you know like toboggan or something like that like it's just like okay dude you know like get your dog trained at the small course and then bring him to the big course like yeah don't train your dog at the big course because it's so much more of a pain in the ass and like you can really slow stuff down a lot yeah we're at the small course like it's probably not moving that fast anyways because there's probably a bunch of people that are ready. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, Baycourt or something. Yeah, Star or Wagner or, you know, any of the, like, city parks. Yeah. What do you drink on the course? Colt 45. Just <laughs> smooth malt liquor. Yeah, some Mad Dog. Yeah. I had Mad Dog one time. Did you? It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's called Mad Dog. No, oh, yeah, it was not good. It was like uh, it was a gift from this chick that I worked with, Mandy. Yeah, who I had a strong crush on. Yeah, yeah, she sounds hot. Yeah, oh, big time <laughs> tattoos, like black hair, yeah. awesome, super cool chick. Uh, but yeah, for like this party she threw, she's like, "I got you this." And I'm like, "I've never had anything like it before." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, this is a throwback to me and blah blah blah." And it's just like I had like. I don't know. I think I tried. I tried to drink as much of it as I could. Yeah. And I got through maybe like, I don't know, four sips of it, five sips yeah. of it. And then I was like, I, sorry, I just, I can't fucking do it. She just laughed. She's like, that's okay. And then she like slammed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was not good. But it, I, I drink a lot of Gatorade and water throughout the, the hot times i usually have a gallon of water that i lug around yeah we both carry a lot of a lot of fluids yeah i usually carry a a few different fluids yeah carry gatorade and then i usually have some kind of hot mix yeah which is like some kind of uh you know bang vitamin water bang gatorade something (laughs) 
five-hour energy. Yeah. What do you think? Do you remember when we were at Toboggan and you had something in your red bottle? And, and then we like, like tried it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not good. No. Sometimes <laughs> it gets a little wacky. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll put like pre-workout and something else and whatever together. And, you know. Yeah. But I'll usually have like water, regular water. Yeah. And then I'll usually have like Jocko or something like that. Yeah. And then Gatorade. Yep. You know, some kind of stimulant, some kind of just regular water and then Gatorade. Yeah. So that way it is what it is. And usually the stimulant that's in my bag is usually really strong. Yeah. Because I just like take a sip. Yeah. Like I like little nip. Little nip. Yeah. And then it'll like hit yeah. me right now. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, I still want to get um smelling salts. <laughs> like power lifters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Like I, I wanna get uh what is it, Jujimufu and Tom have their own brand of it or whatever, and they have like a little like capsule bottle that you can just like pop off and just oh yeah i want i want to get that <laughs> dude that guy he crazy kills me man yeah oh it's amazing they had uh who's the, the world's strongest man was on there and they were doing like all these like different tests and everything else yeah. they doing like grip strength and whatever yeah. else and he's got all those like different grip apparatuses and stuff yeah oh it's awesome i think they're a great duo yeah and then i think it was last year sometime where they they released a video and when i saw it i was like no they can't be breaking up and this and that and whatever um they played me exactly how they meant to play me and many others i'm sure and then at the end of it it was like we're gonna be juji mufu and tom because originally it was just juji mufu and then sidekick tom or whatever and then people were like giving them shit this that whatever and they were finally like we're just gonna be like one singular person basically yeah is what they did and then I saw a gr- great. great one of them where they go to this chiropractor. And oh, the 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 bald guy who works on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. dude's sweet. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you have a lot of problems with your hamstrings or whatever. And yeah, he's like, yeah, but I do the splits, and he's like, yeah, but the way you're doing it and how you're doing it, like, you're just causing yeah. a lot of problems. Yeah, that dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like fixing them. He's working on them for like two hours. Yeah, just like hammering it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That dude's sweet. I wish he was closer, and yeah. I'm sure he's gotten a lot of clientele. My, because of them. My favorite chiropractor, and I don't know how it came up on my thing, is the guy that does the ring dinger. The ring dinger. Ring dinger. Ring dinger. Yeah. The fuck is that? <laughs> so is this chiropractor. Wait, is he the guy that's got the strap over your head and then just like yanks yes. you off the table? Yes. Yeah. Ring dinger. Yeah. And then he's got like an ASMR of like just your spine like just exploding outwards. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a lot. So yeah. watching the ring dinger is great because people know it's coming. And then even when they do it, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could feel that all the way down to your tailbone. Yeah. Yeah. In some instances. In your soul. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. But uh, yeah. So that's that's it. Nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know. How do you throw a water skip shot like Reed? Uh, left-handed? Yeah. And with a disc. Preferably wide-rimmed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Einheiser the whole way. Yeah. It's actually not like I don't for me at least him throwing that like isn't that surprising. Yeah. Because it's a pretty good play and it's actually pretty uh, I don't know what other people's skill sets are and what mine are in relation to it but for me throwing like a water skip shot is relatively easy. Like if I wanted to on that hole I would I just choose not to cuz I'm not comfortable and for whatever reason he chose like, I don't know maybe he goes too long and him throwing it just at the far corner 
just lets the disc pop up and just like Die. land there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think the risk reward is basically the same. Yeah. Like whether he's going air shot and then goes OB long or is going to come up short. Either way, he's going to go to the drop zone. So that's the risk he took there. And he became like famous for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's one of my roommates, like quick story. I didn't realize how skippy discs were until like we were at our community pool, like for the apartment complex, and we'd be in there at like midnight just playing catch. And then for whatever reason, I was like, I wonder if I just like chuck the disc into the water as hard as I could, like straight down, what it would do. Uh, it almost killed my roommate because it reacted not even close to how I thought it would. And it was this yellow. I had a yellow Challenger and an orange Challenger in like soft X plastic. And I would tomahawk it into the water and it would kind of like dip down. And then when the water dispersed, the it would like rifle off the right side and then just like shoot out and around. Yeah. And it was like the craziest, most fun thing. And we both just cackled because like he he laughed because he almost died. I laughed because I almost killed my roommate. Yeah. And we both had no idea like how that even happened. So we just started like chucking into the water, just like trying to hit each other kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it was a good time. So just being tomahawked into the water. I don't know. Try it out a couple times. See what happens. Yeah. When it gets warmer. Yeah. Because <laughs> with the ice, it'll probably just, you know. Yeah. Um, Let's l- hear some stuff about what you've learned this year. Also, striving for <laughs> next year. Striving? That's the word? Yeah. Okay. Did you write that? No. Okay. <laughs> also, striving sure? for next year. Well, I, I think we touched on it a little bit. Um the last podcast and what i learned this year is that i really wasn't i really didn't have legs (laughs) yeah (laughs) i really did not have the use of my lower appendages yeah um in my disc golf career yeah so i'm really excited to play disc golf with legs yeah and see how that works yeah um and what i'm striving for next year uh i have specific like distance goals and stuff um but no, number one thing i'm just striving to get a thousand rated yeah more dominance yeah i just want to be a thousand rated um i want to play a full season you know i hope that it's not gonna be some kind of abbreviated season again because i'm good with one abbreviated season because i switched all my gear and yeah whatever else and it was fine yeah uh, and also you did it in the time of covid yeah well that's so, what i'm saying yeah yeah because like, it was like it's all sorts of weird yeah i couldn't play many tournaments so i was like fuck it i'll just switch everything now um and then hopefully that'll pay dividends next year yeah. So what I'd be striving for next year is like really dialing in familiarity and comfort with my discs and um, being able to use my body and see like how that goes. Hopefully hitting all my kind of checks and balances goals for like its specific physical achievements, distance and this and that and whatever. But as yeah. a whole, like just getting the thousand rated is where, where I'm striving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm about there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere along those lines. I want, like going out and playing like even now in just kind of like shitty conditions i went out and played northridge with dan and it was like i felt so good throwing all my shots and my putting is just still kind of like bonkers in the sense of like it still just feels so good and i'm glad and like what was it and it's still i still have the thing with the jump huts where it's like it's all just right there but it's always like just over the top of the basket yeah. or like just short but it's never like really way left or way right yeah and so like every time i go and like run a jump putt, i just know 
that it's going to the basket and it's not going to go like too long and it's not going to be like some sort of shank job. So like, I don't know what I did if it was like a timing thing. Cause like I've tried getting my legs more into like getting the feel of it. Like you were telling me about like the hang clean and press, like when there's weight on it, you can feel just, you want the bar traveling upward. And so feeling that is kind of the same thing, how I incorporate it into my jump huts. And so getting loaded and when I fire and where the disc is when firing happens, it's really easy to get the disc going somewhere. And then all I got to do is just open right here and the disc goes there, Yeah, which is a crazy concept. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. ITB, tell us what's in your bag. We did an extensive in the cart. Yeah, Ben earlier yeah it's it's the one that has the thumbnail with the shopping cart on it we we yeah we went yeah full on everything in the cart yeah big time deep in the game like with four e's deep in the cart yeah and then right after that i switched some stuff but whatever yeah that's okay it's good yeah we can do another one when it's like next year yeah season starting may type deal may yeah we'll do one in may yeah whatever what defines a sport as a sport and how disc golf is now being more accepted as that? Yeah. The sport that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, sport. I don't know. Sport to me would be, you know, we could look it up, I guess, on the phone. But I think some kind mm. of athletic uh, activity um, centered around some kind of specific goal, you know, that's competed, competed, uh, sport noun, mm-hmm. an activity involving physical exertion and okay. skill mm-hmm. in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Got it. So I, think, I was close. Yeah. So I think I in that the right aspect words. that, that, <laughs> That disc golf has always technically been a sport. Yeah. But in the sense of like a professionalized sport is more so now, I think in years past, just because Paul has proven it can, you can be worth a million dollars. It is possible. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, the big thing with professional sports is uh, viewership, sponsorship, Mm -hmm. all that, you know, if your sport is entertaining enough, to garner enough uh, viewership that then sponsors will get involved and then, you know, roll, yeah. roll that ball down the hill. Yeah. Pick up some speed and go. Um, yeah. So I, I think like disc golf by definition at the very beginning was always a sport. Yeah. Um, how popular it was or how like right. if it even should be considered a sport because it's a knockoff version of golf and whatever it's so funny though because like i play golf ball Mm -hmm. ball golf yeah and like the two to me are so different i'm never like when i'm playing disc golf i'm never thinking like oh i'm playing a frisbee version of golf right it's it's such a totally different thing yeah that like i don't know i just like i don't know i don't think it has anything to do with the legitimacy of the sport the fact that it's like golf with frisbees yeah um, I think the legitimacy of the sport comes down to like, you know, people's understanding of it and then how the upper echelons of the sport is conducted. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's other things I think in terms of like sport that like are some weird, like 
fine line that I don't think disc golf is. Mm-hmm. So I think like competitive video gaming. Yeah. Right. As a sport. Mm-hmm. E-sport. Yeah. E-sport. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I get that it's an activity. I get that it takes skill. I get this. Yeah. Is it athletic? I don't know. Yeah. It's like a hand-eye coordination thing. Like is, yeah. is doing a Rubik's Cube a sport? Yeah. I don't know. Right. You know? Like if you're doing it for speed, is that that? I mean, I don't know. There's like plenty of gray area things. I don't think like going out and throwing a disc and then like walking to it and then trying to get it into like a specific target is any kind of a gray area for a sport. Right. It would seem very much like, yeah, that's a sport. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I think it's a sport. I think you can having the professionalized video game industry is sweet, but I think it like having in my brain when i think of like sport and then esport like that makes total sense to me yeah um because yeah it's hand-eye coordination i I never even thought about like is rubik's cube a sport but like it falls into that same category like you can be really good at it but it's a different kind of like you can be competitive at it but it's different is chess a sport yeah i don't know in its own way like because it that would fall into like esports or like rubik's cube whatever because like you can be very talented at being a professional chess player like for sure right but you'd have like games yeah right like because something's a game doesn't mean that it's a sport yeah right like yahtzee yeah right like i am physically rolling the dice yeah i mean there is there is a physical movement i'm picking up those dice five of them in fact yeah you are and then I'm rolling them. And Big I'm, time. And I'm writing. Yeah, and you're competing against others. And I'm competing against others. But would I classify that as a sport? No, I would classify it as a game. Yeah. Is Monopoly a sport? Yeah. So, like, when you get down... But is disc golf a game? Disc golf is a sport. I'm I'm, I'm saying, like, there, there, there should be a category of, like, games. Right. Right? There's sports, and then there's games. Right. Um, And I think when you get into, like, gaming, right, then I think, like, it's a game yeah like playing video games it's right in the name it's not video sports right like yeah there's there's, like i didn't get like the xbox the new xbox my new video sport console yeah right it's a video game console (laughs) so like why it had like why yeah why are you so close-minded to the idea that in order to compete at something for money it has to be a sport right why can't it just be a game why can't it be like e-games Right. e-gaming whatever yeah and have it just be its own industry right why then like why do you want to apply sport to it so that way you can compete for money yeah who the fuck cares yeah i don't know <laughs> one of the best <laughs> i love kevin jones and just his sly kind of shit talk when he goes e r z a it's in the game <laughs> it's like one that's not even how you spell my fucking name yeah <laughs> too like that's way too many letters for what you're doing i always thought that was like one of the best ones it always fucking kills me every time i hear it, i just fucking die and then like the last time when i played with ezra i just that's all i could think about i wanted to be like e-r-c-a Urza. but then i didn't <laughs> i didn't want him to beat me up or yeah. something <laughs> it's in the game yeah yeah it's so good what herb is in granny grammys grammys herb bread besides parm and spinach i don't know i really oregano yeah maybe yeah she was thinking maybe parsley i'm not sure 
our grandma's dead, so the yeah. recipe is basically gone. Yeah, there's like a R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a post-it note. I think maybe a, a long post-it note. You know, like the fancy one that's kind of like the, uh, that <laughs> that's got all the words and stuff on it that yeah. she wrote down. No idea where it's at. Nice. Yeah, we just got the uh, official family recipe for Krushiki. Yeah. Which is angel wings. Yeah. Polish. Yeah. I just learned that the one time when you were like Krushiki. Shtiki. Shtiki. Yeah. Um, so we got the official thing. So we can now at random make angel wings if we want. Oh, fuck. It's just a very involved process. Are they healthy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I thought they were. All this Fried time. pastry? No. Yeah. Nope. Oh. Not healthy. Dang. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's Grammy's bread. Yeah. Thanks, Grammy. Thanks, Grammy. Missy, love you. Yep. So I, I had a like, uh, you know, marry, fuck, kill. Like, you know, the, yeah. the thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, give yeah. you like three horrible people or whatever yeah. it is. And you got to figure it out. I was trying to think of a version of that for like disc golf. Yeah. So I was thinking like partner, lesson, and uh, compete against. Right, like if you okay. had, if you had to pick three disc golfers, yeah, one to be your partner, yeah, right, to like play partners with, yep, two to like get a lesson from, yep, and three to like try to dominate, yeah. What would that be? Mm. My lesson, easily, shoestrick. Yeah, right. That's my thing. Just because I learned how to throw back. Yeah, shoestrick before he had the hitch. Well, I, I still think yeah. in terms of like yeah, 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 being yeah. a teacher, he's probably like one, of, one of the best. True. Uh, lesson wise, I would think it'd be like Shoestrick or Stokely. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would just want to go with like a super classic expert teacher. You yeah. Know? Um, Feldberg has always been like a great teacher. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be depending on like what it is that I'm trying to work on. But I, w- yeah. I would just for me, because it's meant the most to me throughout time. Yeah. It'd be Shoestrick I would get the lesson from. Yeah. Um, partner would be someone that like, I would want to have like a good time with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So probably like, (laughs) probably Calvin. Yeah. Just for sure. Just because like he would be on my team. So he would have to talk to me so I could get some like Calvinisms out of it. Um, I think that'd be great. Yeah. And then to compete against. I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to compete against that I would, that it would be like, I'd be super fired up to play against them, you know. Not Ziggy. No, I mean like a like a touring pro, like mm. a top guy. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Not like someone local. There's plenty yeah. of people local that I would okay. lo- that I I really enjoy playing against. Yeah. Um, and trying to dominate. Yeah, which is why I play. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, on, like, the big stage, like, who I'd like to play against, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, shit. I don't know. Maybe Gibson. Yeah. Maybe Drew Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Because he kind of talks shit. Mm-hmm. And he's a little guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that might be fun. Yeah. I think. Or or Kevin Jones. Right, like playing against Kevin Jones, I think would be fun. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think on le- like 
lessons, I think is hands down. I think I would be shoestring. I'm trying to think of like somebody else. Yeah. Like I think Paul and Ricky and whatever in there, but in like in terms of like buy the book, this is how you throw a disc type thing. Like I think it's really hard to say that shoestring isn't like the definition of that, or at least wasn't at one point. Yeah. Was that or whatever. Cause it was just, it was so good. And I try to get, dan and kyle to watch like the old videos and really just understand like how bonkers it was yeah like just seeing him rip a disc not that he can't now or still doesn't or whatever but it was just like one of the first where it's just like effortless 500 feet like i don't know even ziggy says like he's in the top five of like you just threw that 500 feet how the like how because it didn't like your throw didn't look like it um gilbert kind of has the same thing like in like person watching him throw um like when fred and i best huck face on the planet oh yeah gilbert this, yeah like that and then ricky like they're <laughs> pretty pretty good yeah um but we were trying to figure out like we watched him throw on 17 at toboggan and he like smashed the tree the one that's straight out and it was like at the top of the tree and like smoked it didn't just like hit, hit it, it and die right. um and I think just his ability to transfer what he's built and then put it into the disc, he's just figured out how to do it. It's not like he's throwing it crazy hard. I think he's just really efficient at how he's hucking that disc Yeah, is really all it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Schustrick, Lesson, playing with, I think, probably like Yuli or Coling. Yeah. I think would be a good time. Um, and then competing against, I don't know, like Paul probably like, I think that'd be really interesting just to like go up against like one of just like the, the best players, not that like Calvin and whoever, but like one of the guys who like came up and was just like, is in the debate of who's the goat type thing. Yeah. And then just kind of like compare myself and see like firsthand how he kind of attacks things and what i can do versus what he can do and kind of just break it down that way have like my own like internal venn diagram and everything yeah um i think would be really interesting and cool to do for sure yeah yeah because that's always like kind of what i'm hoping for when i go to like the bigger tournaments is so i can not like oh my god i get to play with such and such and such it's more so like sweet i get to play with these guys and i can like compare myself to them and see like what they're doing versus what i'm doing and what i can do compared to what they maybe can nico won't say hi to me again at the next yeah and that's fine <laughs> and that's uh i forget what it was i was uh oh it's in that documentary with the the fucking kids where he's like you know when you meet your screwball yeah <laughs> Screwball is the yeah. That's a documentary. Yeah. yeah, when you meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like let down. Yeah. Like that's kind of like what it was for me. Yeah, and it, like that's immediately what I thought of. Like he said that, and I, my brain just went Nico, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it'd be sweet. That, that was my theory on crushes for a really long time. If I had crush. a crush on yeah. somebody, because I very rarely, my whole life, I very rarely would like get a crush on someone. Yeah. If I ever did get a crush on someone, I would just never talk to him. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm so excited to have a crush that like 
it's it's it doesn't transfer like once i start talking to them and whatever they're gonna say something or do something and they're like oh and it's yeah. just gonna go away yeah so like specifically if i ever got a crush on somebody i would just like never fucking talk to them yeah yeah oh my god because i was like oh the minute they open their mouth they're gonna say something and i'm gonna be like oh okay yep because i remember like i saw a couple movies i'm not a, i'm not a really like i'm mostly attracted to brunettes but every once in a while, there'll be like a blonde. And I'm like, oh, she's cute or she's good looking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a movie and Heather Graham was in it. I was like, oh, she's pretty. Like for a blonde, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then I remember I was like, oh, she's kind of hot, you know? And then I saw like an interview with her. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there goes that. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's over. Yeah. And oh, did you, um before I forget, did you see my text about the turf and like having a plywood tea pad and all that. Yeah. But do you think that that's going to be big enough? Well, I think we can make it whatever size. Cause I think like the initial, like running around on here makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, or isn't going to be cumbersome. And then you get up onto the tea pad that that will be big enough to where you can get into the groove and then plant and then be solid. Like yeah. in my head, I think it's like pretty sweet that, wherever you lay it it's just gonna like stick there yeah he was saying originally like having that spray on the bottom of the plywood and then that same spray on the floor to like really make sure it sticks i think this would grab a hold of it enough maybe i don't know i think you'd have to spray it on the floor because my my thought process was like if you spray it on the plywood the first time you do it it's probably gonna work and then after some dust gets on the yeah flex seal but then when you put it on the floor, just that plywood's going to slide. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So you'd have to do flex seal on the ground, flex seal on the plywood. Yeah, or maybe it's something, like maybe it's a different material that we Velcro. can... Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, like for the slide board, mm-hmm. having something similar yeah. like on the bottom, I think would be super sweet because then you don't have to put anything on the floor itself. Yeah. Like even though you probably don't care or whatever, like you were saying before, but to even avoid that, you just have a movable tea pad that you can just have fucking wherever. I think it'd be pretty dope. I was thinking as uh, Gabby was tearing down the the uh, drywall for the staircase and it was just going everywhere. I was like, oh, that floor is going to be so slick now. Yeah. Because that dust <laughs> just got everywhere. I yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I started building the, uh, the peninsula yesterday. I saw. Very exciting. Yeah. I was like, sweet. Yeah. That'll be cool. And then I hit a point of like, I'm going to stop for the night. Yeah. Because I got to like the the next thing of like how I want to build, how I want to build it. And then I was just like, I'm too tired. I'm just too worn out to like actually put it in. And then I'm just going to build something. And then when I get done, it's going to be all in place. And we're like, I should have built it like this. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be pissed. Yeah. So, (laughs) no. Yeah. So the, what you have framed there now, like the movable wall, that's how far out it's going to be. I don't know. I built that so I can play with it and figure out like exactly. So I need to build, um, I'm going to build the whole framing for the, um, bar side of it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to play with where I want that to be. Okay. So I'm going to like loosely put up while measure off the molding and where the window, it's not called the sill, but everybody calls it like the window sill itself. Mm hmm where that's going to end and then how much of a gap I want before the peninsula. Gotcha. Cause I don't want the, I don't want that countertop to come to like the end of the windowsill. Cause I think that'll look really weird 
You know what I mean? If the windowsill like just comes right to like that, yeah. I think that'll be goofy. Yeah. So then maybe. What, what's that gap so that doesn't look goofy? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want it to look like, oh, you just forgot that you have a windowsill. You know what I mean? And then like yeah. the countertop and the window, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. like the height is, uh, it's not like right on, but it's not that far off. Yeah. So I don't want it to be like, I don't know. A weird thing. Yeah. Usually the windowsill is going to come an inch past the molding for mm -hmm. the window. So I have to measure like, where am I going to actually have the window casing on the inside? Three inches out from that, it's going to be where the molding's going to end. An inch out from that's where the window sill's going to end. And then how far from that line do I want to start the countertop? Mm -hmm. And that countertop, I want to be like 17, 16 inches wide. Mm -hmm. So then it sticks out basically an inch over this side. So where that backside of that wall is going to be, it's going to be 15 inches from where the window sill stops. Gotcha. So I want to build that whole structure for the countertop for the bar area and then put it in place and try to fuck around with like where it looks good gotcha and then once i have that in place i'm just going to put two screws in it to put it to the ground and then i'm going to figure out like where i need to put the sink because the sink has a spot that it has to go yeah. so then i'm going to put like loosely in something of like this is where the sink's going to go and then frame out the rest of the countertop for that corner and then over by the dishwasher and stuff gotcha and then that'll be that but gotcha. it, like it's not going to be it's not that hard of a thing to build um and i'm not going to go super crazy with building it too strong because when i put the count the cabinets in i'll take everything except for the, like the peninsula that i'm building and framing is going to stay in there yeah but when like the rest of it comes out because when you build the cabinets the cabinets will take the place of the framing you don't have framing and then cabinets inside of framing yeah the cabinets are the framing right so so that's that, but it was exciting to do it because I was like, okay, cool. Like I did yeah. the floor, I did the door, I did the walls, I did the electrical, I did the ceiling, all that. And then I was like, cool. Now I'm like yeah. building. Yeah, and this. when I uh, I forgot that you got a new door Yeah. Like while I was driving here because like I, I didn't go to bed until like 3.30 or something yeah. when I got home. And uh, I might have been a little tired on the way here. Might still be a little tired. Like I can feel the fight inside happening with the pre-workout and the yeah. tired. Um, but I forgot you got a new door, and I look, and I, then I remembered. It's like, oh, you got a new door. I got to like see it. And when I first saw, it, I was like, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. Because like even all the other how like homes that I drive by, like none of them have anything resembling that. They're all basically the same door. Yeah. Whether it's like the half moon or like three little windows or whatever the fuck it is or just like some nonsense and this one's sweet like yeah, yeah we got we got uh lucky we went to go get one door which was similar to that door and then we got there we saw that door and that door was better and i was like yeah. let's get this and then um i just kind of built i built the transition and stuff in place basically and i just actually got really lucky because it worked out perfect yeah like we had two things um the molding on the outside of the door, which normally you just slide the door into the framing and then that outside molding butts right up against the outside wall and then you're set. Mm -hmm. And then you just shim it into place, screw it in, and you're done. Yeah. Because I have the stone on the side of that doorway, the molding doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. So I had to take the exterior molding off. So now when you put the door into the framing, you have to deal with the axis of front to back to make sure that it's level. Mm-hmm. It's, it becomes infinitely harder 
yeah. because of that. So when we took it off, like getting it in place and my assistant's Gabby, who's fantastic, but like, yeah, you know, you're like, no, put the level on the other side. No, the yeah. other, other side. Yeah. No, the other side. Do you understand what we're doing? <laughs> you know? And, uh, so we took, we had to take, we a love break. Gabby. Yeah. We had yeah. to take a break because yeah. like she was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated and our yeah. food came. So I was like, let's eat Yeah, and then we'll do it. And then, um, did you get Outback again? No, we just got Perry's. Nice. Perry's pizza. The unofficial nice. sponsor of my life. Yeah. Um, and then when we did that while we were eating, I was like, we're just going to put a board in. We're going to level the board. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to screw the hinge side right to that board. Instead of shimming the hinge side, we're going to shim the board on the back. Yeah. That way, when we're putting the frame in, that side will be square and plumb. And then we just have to deal with the other side, which would be kind of easier. And then we did that. And it was like way less complicated. Gotcha. And when we got done, I was like, okay, cool. Then I put the drywall up on the top of the door and it was like almost perfect. And I was like, sweet. That could have been really difficult. Yeah. So we got that in and then I sprayed the foam in for the gaps so I don't have breezes in my house anymore. Um, (laughs) And then now I just need to figure out a way to like trim in the outside for the time being. Yeah. Because come the springtime i have to make a new transition out of concrete because right now i got like osb and stuff in there Mm -hmm. um and when i do that i'm gonna have to pull it all out cast a new concrete one and then put the door back in yeah so i can't do anything like super permanent with that door because i'm gonna take it out in the spring gotcha but yeah i was super happy with how nice it looks man yeah door is so nice yeah it's awesome yeah yeah and then (laughs) i just like going into the side door i really (laughs) if you weren't at the uh door like bringing out all the whatever i was just gonna go to the front door and just like ring the bell and all that and just bell like, doesn't I, work yeah, yeah. What a, knock on the door whatever yeah and just start my day going in through the new door yeah yeah but i went through the old <laughs> side door that's not even close to as nice as the front door no yeah that's side door. it's just it's just it's like wood yeah no window it's like a wood door yeah barely um, wood yeah like plywood yeah, yeah. <laughs> painted i don't even know what that door is but yeah. uh yeah, it was crazy. We bought the door, came home, took forever to put it in, and then Gabby had plans. Mm-hmm. So she went, and I, I put the door handle in myself, but we got the one, I got a big door handle, so you have like the bottom that has to have a screw into it. Yeah. So the door comes with like the hole and the hole, deadbolt, yep. door handle, but there's no bottom hole for like a door handle like that. So I had to yeah. drill into the brand new door uh. and like... I'm accurate, right? Yeah. Like I do carpentry work. Like I, I was so nervous. I was like, all right. I measured it like 18 times. Yeah. Like, this is it, right? It's like <laughs> 10 inches and an eighth from the top of the handle. Yeah. I was like, right. And then I made like a dot and then I like measured it again. And then when I drilled into it, I was like, here we go. Yeah. And then now when, or never. And then when I put it in, it lined perfectly up and I was like, okay, uh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know that new door we got? Yeah. Yeah. I got to drill in. We have to plug it. Yeah. Uh, I fucked up. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. But no, it was cool. When we got the, uh, then after I got the door in, I, I finished the floor all the way to the door. So I took like, I had something in there temporary. And then I put the final thing in and got it all the way in. And then I was like, oh, it's like a real room. Yeah. 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 Really. And then all the drywalls up. Yep. Looks great. Drywalls up. Floor is done. Yep. Nailing it. Today I got to go. Get a little thing, whatever, um, for the floor, just a little uh, melamine or whatever for there. And then I'm going to 
put the uh, put the peninsula in, put the countertop on there, mm-hmm. and then start to frame in. Hopefully, frame in the sink. Nice today, and do all that so that way I can get back to having a kitchen. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And then yeah, you don't have the kitchen in the basement anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it's just killing me because like, <laughs> you know, I don't I'm not eating very well because it's always like, do you want to order pizza? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do yeah. that? Because like, I just there's no kitchen set up. Right. So I'm hoping like the quicker I can get the sink, then I'll be back. Yeah. Be back. It was nice to put the fridge back in the cubby. Yeah. It's been in the middle of the room. Yeah. Everything's been in the middle of Everything's the room. Everything's been in the middle of the room. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to like start to put stuff away. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's sweet. It's coming along. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. And then also, I don't know if you voted on the Discount yet. No. Yeah. What the hell? I think Rob and me are the only ones that have voted yeah. at all. Um, and I was thinking it might actually be sweet and might make more sense for like the in general to have it be like randomized like just throw in a number like if you're picking whatever just like all right i have to pick a category and i have 10 categories like do a random like roll a dice or roll a die whatever you want to call it um not dices uh and just whatever you get so that's a category and then within that category you get however many courses then pick the course and then that just picks the whole for you and then that way that takes out because like even how i have it broken down now it's like close to the best way i can possibly do it and it's still a lot to like look at and i think a lot of courses just won't get play anyways which totally makes sense and i think that maybe there can be like an ultimate one or maybe like the dream whatever for southeast michigan that is involved with people after whatever point because maybe this is the better way to set it up not having as many followers or people involved in it yeah that for now yes maybe i would agree like with that, that. Yeah. yes um and then also i'm learning more of rob's rock star status and like picking his brain and like how to do this this and this and yesterday i had an idea of wanting to build something that i found out that he had already basically built before um was being able to pull up someone's stats and then being able to compare them and then i haven't looked at it yet he messaged me this morning um with like him building a new one and him like letting me play with it so that's what i'm gonna do when i go home and see what more it is that i want to do and like what i'm looking for uh but he was like yeah i figured a way to crack the pdga site so i can put it in an excel sheet and all i got to do is like this and this and then it does everything else for me and then he's <laughs> uh he wants to know who's higher rated between ricky and paul even though they're the same rating he's trying to drag it out like three decimal places so who's like technically right. higher rated which i think is actually really cool um so we're like working on that or rather I'm trying to learn how to do that. And he's the guy, yeah. like he's the guy. I don't know who would be like better. Um, so I'm excited to like, look at that, break that down. And I have like some interesting things that I want to mess around with. And it, I think involves like the question of goat, like who is it? Cause I want to see, like, I want to be able to go back and I've always been interested in seeing like everybody from like back in the day what because i've never really looked at it it's always been stories of people who have played with them or like relevance at the time so i have like something to pull from but prior to that like i need the 
before I started playing disc golf, like where everybody yeah, but what was would, at. What would you compare to that? Would give you some kind of insight that you. Well, I'm just curious have. of like the information. Yeah. And then I don't know like where I'd be going from there. I have like this theory, and I'm trying to do the you know scientific method yeah. type thing, and just seeing like does this make sense? Because right now it makes sense, but now it needs to be done for me to see like is it actually going to work out how I think it's going to work out or maybe it's going to be better than what I think it's going to be or it's like impossible, I don't know, until like I try and see. Yeah, but like so in stats, like <laughs> what stats would show you in some way that somebody was better than someone else? I don't know. And that's what I'm trying to see because I want it to be – I want to see ratings, ratings over time changes and like what kind of fluctuation they have like how consistently were they at over a thousand rated or over 1030 rated for how long or like how many tournaments defined that rating like yeah you could play one tournament and be 1040 rated versus a guy who's played a hundred tournaments and is 1040 rated yeah well in my opinion the guy who's played a hundred tournaments and is 1040 rated is higher rated versus the guy who's played one even though they're the same because yeah. he's got more proof of he's actually 1040 rated versus the guy who's kind of got not that he got lucky but it could be misconstrued as he got lucky right um and then the tournaments that are won, like how many tournaments have the has this person won and then like a random curiousness of like how many did they win by at that tournament i think would be interesting like i don't know that's something that's interesting to me yeah I don't know how it's going to interpret later on, but I want to be able to like look and see. And that's when I had all that, I was like, all that sounds like an insane amount of work. I'm going to ask Rob and see, cause he'll be able to give me an answer. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> I felt bad, but like, I appreciate it too. So shout out Rob again. Like we can't shout you out enough. Um, he was like, give me an hour or two to whip something up. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you don't, you don't need to do all that, but I'm not going to tell you not to. Right. Um, because I because I really do want to see so I'm I'm very grateful for yeah I would I just like there's so many things with disc golf in terms of like statistics that are interesting um, <clears throat> but I don't know how they factor into like someone being great yeah you know like you you can be like that guy like this is the person that held a rating over this point. For the mo for the longest period of time, this is the guy that held a rating over this point for the most amount of tournaments. Mm -hmm. This is the person that won the most tournaments with at least, you know, right twenty people that were thousand rated or higher in the competition field. Right, you know, like there's a lot of ways to to kind of try to quantify what a win means because yeah. like going out to a B tier by your house and there's one other thousand rated plus player there but you've won that tournament the last eight years. That's eight wins. Right. What do those eight wins mean? I don't know. Right. And, and then if you've gone out and you have like 20 wins, but all 20 wins are at like, you know, are, are in fields of like 60 or more with 20 or more people that are thousand rated plus. What does that mean? What if you spent your whole career just constantly playing the same 10 courses? Yeah. And like one of those courses you won all the tournaments at every year. Right. And that's, I don't know. There, I know there's just going to be a lot. Yeah. into it because there's going to be I'm I'm trying to get like as much out of it as I can and another thing that's going to have to be a part of it is going to be U-Disc and that was one thing that Rob was saying is like because he wants the same thing because there's a lot of really good stats in there and stuff like they're the only one that has inside like your 
putting percentage and from this and that and whatever fairways yeah. hit and everything and he's like he really wants to do it he's just yet to figure out a way to do it to where he basically codes it in to where like excel pulls it from whatever like he's got for the pdga yeah because eventually like even if it was the first like if it's half so like the first half is pdga the second half is udisc well if i have to input udisc like manually i'm fine with because now i don't have to do the pdga thing even though this will probably take a number way too of long. hours yeah oh yeah like big time and then like the updating it and everything like it it would take like a long time yeah i can only imagine um but i don't again like i don't know what that's gonna look like but that's like the idea i had and something that's kind of like bounced around in my head for a minute now and it was finally like let's just fucking see what happens yeah what's the what's the worst that's gonna happen downward spiral into like scientology-esque like oh my god i'm so interested (laughs) and i'm just gonna like go down this fucking rabbit hole yeah 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 i don't know I, i think you know, I, for me, the, like, I I really get interested in, and it'll be an, it'll be I hate to say interested so many times, but it'll be interesting to see just how the sport evolves and who plays what roles in it evolving. Yeah. You know, and I, I think like it being such a young sport, like there's so much to happen still. There's so much going on, but yeah, um, there's key figures to come through the evolution of any sport, and I'm just looking forward to like who those people are, what role they play, and how it goes. Yeah, you know, and. uh I think those people, um, you just, you watch it and mm-hmm. it's more of like an eye test and it's more of like a, a feeling because the impact that they have on the sport or the community or whatever is more emotional than it is like statistical. Mm-hmm. So there's like, I'm a numbers guy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. But I think in terms of looking at like people shaping the sport or doing whatever, um, moving things forward or being the greatest of all time or doing any of that stuff. Like, I don't think you can really quantify that stats wise. Yeah. Because like Schustrick winning the two USDGCs, right? Like he'd also go out and fucking suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you look at like that time frame, he didn't win worlds, you know, like there's other stuff that happened. But if you were like, who impacted disc golf the most in that time frame? Like, who were the top three people to impact disc golf the most? Yeah. Like, the fact that he won two USDGCs, you'd be like, well, obviously, he's one of the guys. But even if he didn't win the USDGC, you'd still have to look at it and be like, dude had a huge impact on disc golf. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like, stats is one way to look at it and all that. But there's another, like, the, the story of the sport you know, it comes down to like people's impact on how people play the sport in the future and, and what the sport looks oh, like yeah. and you know, how, I don't know how people yeah. approach stuff. Yeah. Cause I want to see how much hard facts, like numbers wise I can get out of it. Yeah. Like what, like as much as humanly possible. And like, uh, I think the, the thing that pushed me over of like, all right, let's do it. Or like try to get the ball rolling was watching Moneyball. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing like that being broken down and then, uh, it's however it's romanticized in the movie or whatever, but at some point, like the people, obviously it was, how can you break down building a sports team based on stats? Like yeah. this dude's girlfriend's fucking a troll. And then this guy, that guy, yada, yada, yada. Like it's basically playing like 
we're building a team based off their social media presence kind of thing or whatever, which made like no sense. And then I like, I was getting mad in the movie. Like, did, did they really think that like this or whatever? And then are they surprised that like stats now plays like a role in yada, yada, yada. Um, again, a guy like basically just finding out what sports are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this is like, if this is all like old news to you, like I'm basically brand new at this. Like I'm, I'm just discovering like this me. basically. Yeah. You're like me. Yeah. Hey, have you guys ever played Tony Hawk too? Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Five years ago. Dude, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I've already beat the shit out of it. So they had a, so what you're talking about is analytics, right? And yeah. so analytics, baseball is like the biggest analytics sport. Football is becoming more analytics mm-hmm. and basketball is hugely analytics now. Um, but baseball, they had a like anti-analytics moment last year for the World Series. Okay. So they had a stat on a pitcher after so many pitches his performance goes down Mm -hmm. so they make decisions in terms of like him pitching based on his analytics Mm -hmm. so it's during the world series he's like six innings in yeah shot out like fucking on fire yeah they pull him because the analytics say in the next 20 pitches it's gonna go to shit yeah so pull him they put the next guy in, and the next guy just got roasted. Really? Yeah. They're just oh putting it out God. in the seats, everything else, and they lost the game. Yeah. And everybody went batshit crazy. Yeah. And they were like, dude, there's analytics to help you. But there's also, like, all the years that you've watched baseball, that you're watching this guy on the mound, like, dude, that guy's feeling it today. Yeah. Like, what does feeling it today mean to analytics? Right. And what does that mean to like managing? Because you can't, it's been proven that if you manage on stats, you'll be more successful than managing on gut. Right. But there has to be some level of I think gut. you're balancing both of them for sure. Yeah, you have. I think usually in almost like anything um, that like when I was taking like the, uh, what business class it was, I forget. Um, and it was like one of those trick questions where you have like authoritative and what, whatever three managerial styles it was like what's the best one and the answer is all of them basically you just have to know when to implement it or whatever because if you're always authoritarian people are going to want to choke you out all the time and that whether you know it or not and then you're just always going to be a giant travis yeah (laughs) so um the funniest thing to me with analytics is chess yeah because chess is analytics yeah all it is is like knowing all of that stuff for all of those variables is chess and then once you get all of that like hardwired into your brain you then come down to feel yeah like it just is years and years and years of learning all of the analytics yeah and then having all that hardwired into your brain so hard that like you're no longer thinking about that and now you're back to feel yeah yeah which is crazy yeah. But like those guys that are like grandmasters or girls, those people that are grandmasters, like you just spent God knows how many years, like just learning all the analytics. Right. If they open with this, odds are these are the odds that they're going to do this. These are the odds they're yeah. going to do that. There's the odds they're going to do this. If, yeah. It's, it's crazy. If their like, second move is this, this is the smartest way to defend it because it's most likely, and you're just learning all that stuff. And then eventually you just get to like, you're back to feel. Yeah. And that to me, like, I never, I know how to play chess to a degree. 
Um, but that card game, Magic the Gathering, is basically card chess, like in my mind, because you're yeah. basically doing the same thing and there's the same outcome. Like if somebody's playing this type of card or this color or whatever, chances are this. And yeah, and there's people that are just insanely good at the game because their ability to just guess what's going to happen or how close they are to do it and then just playing around that, even though they have like the word, like a their matchup is like what it's called like what they're playing with versus what you're playing against they can play around what they're reading out of you and then they can like therefore play better than you like outplay you it's a really interesting thing rather than if both people are on the same playing field and you just have the worst deck then you're just gonna lose isn't always the case um i don't know it's a really interesting game i watch people just do drafts and stuff all day long because i like how they think yeah and that's all i do like i don't really play it so much but there's two people that are extremely smart one is louis scott vargas and then the other guy his name's caleb gannon that we recent like he just recently got his uh doctorate in oh my god what is it like something to do with your eyes or whatever but this guy he's like he has a really interesting voice like, it sounds like he's got a lot of, like, it's weird to, like, for somebody to sound really smart just based on how they say words. But that's, yeah. like, how I think about this guy. And then that came out, and it's like, that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah. like, how he diagnoses everything and breaks everything down is really interesting. And then he did, um, he saves all of his games that he plays and then just breaks it down, like, analytically. And he's got, like, he made a video that was, like, two and a half hours long based on every single game he played in like this format and then now he like builds stuff around like what actually worked in those games and the win rates of like decks that had this card in it and whatever and it was like a super cool thing and i was like again how can i do that to like disc golf like how how will that make sense because how he does it there makes sense but how do you do that for people playing these tournaments and whatever like I don't know. It's a really interesting thing. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, to a certain degree, people play with it because what we were talking about, like, are there enough ace holes on Pro Tour? And it's like, yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. It's just not the, it's not the most successful move to try to ace those holes. Yeah. When you're trying to win a tournament. Right. Right. Yeah. If you were playing for ace pool. Yeah. <laughs> if you drove <laughs> all the way to jonesboro to try yeah. to win the ace pool yeah it might make sense yeah to just try to run everything yeah and i th- and i think aces are usually like accidents like how many times are people like actually trying to go for it versus the shot they're throwing just sets up for an ace run no matter what like i remember yeah. do you remember at worlds when Schuster got like a 450 foot heiser ace mm-hmm. yeah fucking absurd yeah. but like He's also set up to be able to ace run that just because of the shot itself versus like... It was a skip, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like just skipped right in. Yeah. Like it could have just sat and he was parked or like it could have skipped and shot the fuck off, but... Yeah. Boom, in. Nice. Um, Versus like... What? Is Green Mountain Championships. I think it's hole th- two or three. That's like the straight tunnel shot. And then you have Obi behind it and it's on an elevated basket. Chances are like people throwing a shot that's going to be an ace run type line are pretty minimal because I think everyone's keeping it kind of low, throwing it at low speed so they're not going fast and they're just trying to park it. So the chances that you accidentally ace it, you probably threw like, in my opinion, you like 
whoa, really got a hold of that one? Yeah. <laughs> like the basket got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think most most aces I've gotten, at least in the last few years, have all been like, I'm going to ace this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten like a lucky ace where I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah. I think they've been like, I'm running this. Yeah. You know? I have... Uh, I have one, off the top of my head, I have one lucky ace, and it's uh, Stony Blue. It's now the par four that's got the three T pads. Do you remember when it was just two T pads and the basket was shorter, and it was like a like a small downhill shot? Do you know what hole I'm talking about? Stony Green. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Green, green. Okay, so one, right, straight up over the hill. Mm-hmm. Two around the thing three is the weird little whatever mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. five is the first shorty yep. six so seven mm-hmm. that used to be the short pad so you had the middle pad was the long pad and then the basket was short um and i threw a was it this white esp buzz and there used to be like a stick tree in the middle like three-fourths of the way down the fairway yeah clip the right side of that like the disc was going at the basket and then clipped it and it like popped it out on a hyzer and it came back and then still aced or whatever. So like in my mind, I think I aced it no matter what, rather if I hit the tree or not, I think it was just going to go in. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but I think it was totally, absolutely lucky. Yeah. (laughs) It just did it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first started playing, I threw all overhand. So I got no aces. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Cause like the thumber tomahawk ace is very rare. And I remember I took my buddy Jason out and it was like the first year he'd been playing and uh, he did that. He threw it, and then it hit a branch, swept uh, at Coldbrook, hit a branch, came out, and then went in. And I remember yeah. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, fuck this, because everybody <laughs> I knew had aces. And I was like, god damn. Like, I would win all the time. Yeah. But I just never got aces. Yeah. I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I know I've talked about Chase before um, in Texas, but he was the guy who would never get aces, but would have second shot throw-ins, like, from where the fuck ever. It yeah. was just fucking insane. Yeah. It was great. Cool. You ready to work out? Yeah. Are you? I'm ready. Wow. We might might need more pre-workout. I'm also tired. Yeah. I'm good now. All right. Yeah. After that yawn you just let out a minute ago. Yeah. It was an exhilarating yawn. I'm just so pumped to work out. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. (laughs)